This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. In every generation, <laughs> there is a chosen podcast. They alone will stand against the vampires, the demons, and the forces of darkness. Mm-hmm. They are Bacon Sale. Bacon Fluffy the Vampire Slayer? Mm-hmm. The chosen one. <laughs> the chosen podcast. How did I know when we were going to do the show that was immediately we were going to go to is Buffy? And you giggled. I did because it, 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 it came out. It was, all it was I had to say was giggle too. In every generation. <laughs> <laughs> I did that at every opening. Uh, welcome to Bacon Sale. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. And welcome to our second Halloween show. Oh, oh Halloween October. is the best. We're getting full force Octo- uh, Halloween this time. Yeah. So uh, get ready. Buckle up. Indeed. It's going to be fun. But before we do that, we'd like to give a shout out to a couple people from last show. Aw. You realize our last show, thank you for listening, by the way. It was our Alfred Hitchcock show where we watched every single Alfred Hitchcock movie. And lived so many movies. Double. You guys did that? That's crazy. Yeah. You were there. Are you up oh. to double digits yet, Jacob? Yes, Joel. <laughs> Long before you were, sir. Sure. Back in my day. So did we have any feedback from that show? We did. And I just want to bring this up as kind of a talking point because we did this. Uh, we wanted to do a director uh, show this year. And we said, hey, what if we did an Alfred Hitchcock one as a bridge to Halloween shows? Perfect. And we thought, yeah, everyone loves Alfred Hitchcock. But apparently we were um, kind of educational for some people. Yes. Meaning. Yeah, what do you mean? Terry, Sam, Drew, what? and Chad. What? All mentioned that they'd never watched a Hitchcock movie. Blasphemy. All four of them? Those four said they'd never seen one. I think so they tied with Jake. Is that what you're saying? I like all four of them. (laughs) (laughs) That can't be. Well, these these are regular listeners to our show. Uh, You know, we we usually think everyone's kind of the same pop culture. Well, like savvy enough, right? Well, savvy. Yeah. But then it was just surprising. I think one of them actually did mention. Never seen any. Yeah. One of them mentioned, I did see the birds. I guess I forgot that was Alfred Hitchcock. And I'm like, okay, but still. That was so shocking to me that people had not seen any Alfred Hitchcock movies. So Unbelievable. We hope that, I was going to say, Terry actually asked for some recommendations. I believe Sam was asking for recommendations as well. I like how they asked for recommendations and we just did an entire hour and 40 minutes show about it. I was going to say, is that what the it. whole show was? <laughs> I know. Let's, let's summarize so you don't have to listen. I'm not kidding, by the way. I had a, a Dave from work. Mm-hmm. He actually texted me and said, hey, can you give me like your top 20? Oh, okay. Uh, and I was like, uh, sure. So I kind of threw a list together and he's watching Strangers in the Train right now. Awesome. Nice. Yes. Fantastic. Like at this moment? At this very moment. Wow. So yeah, that was pretty fun. So uh, we hope you enjoyed it and uh, we hope you enjoy this show as well. Guys, I should tell you, I got a text today from my dear old mother from Aww. the famous mother's show. What was that show called? I can't remember. The uh, mom show. The mom yeah, show. Oh yeah, the mom show. Pretty simple. So uh, she texted me and Aside from the mom show, I'm pretty sure the Hitchcock show is the only one she's actually listened to in entirety. Nice. <laughs> she it, turns them off. She gets offended. She right? doesn't know what's going on. It's, it's, <laughs> she's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. But with the Hitchcock show, she's like, I'm in. I've been a fan my whole life. And awesome. she goes like, that show was great. And so anyway, uh-huh. that, that was pretty fun. That's Good. a win then. Yeah. That is a win. Yep. Uh, speaking of winning, we have a couple more people winning on Patreon because... Woot woot. Joel Jenkins is a new patron. A different patron. Joel? I a only have room Joel. in my life for one Joel. Yeah, I know. Just call him Jenkins. Okay. Okay. Jenkins. Jay Jenkins. Jay Jenkins. There we go. JJ. Also, Chad Ilium. Ilium? 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 Ilium. Ilium sounds like he's an element. Chad Iliad. Yes. And, uh, the third. No, Chad Ilium, is, he's a new patron as well. So thank you, Chad. And then Lindsay Higby. Nerdy Blackbird. Nerdy, nerdy Blackbird. One of our four. I like that we have that song for her now. I know. It's so weird. <laughs> but thank you for signing up and thank you for being on the show. And uh, we're going to have you back on soon, presuming you say yes. <laughs> yes. So 
Thank you all. Also, we want to bring up one more thing. The the giveaway we're doing this month. Absolutely. I'm bring it up real quick. So I'll start and then we'll just go around real quick. Let's do it. So if you follow us on Facebook, if you follow Bacon Cell, not our personal account, so if you follow Bacon Cell on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you will be entered to win Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho on Blu-ray. If you're a new donor till the end of the month, or if you're an upgraded donor till the end of the month, I will draw a picture of you in a Halloween setting and you'll probably be a zombie or mummy or whatever, but it's freaking awesome. Yeah. But if you do let the season pass, Jacob, what, what could they get? 15 Blu-rays from the Alfred Hitchcock Masterpiece, Masterpiece Collection. Collection. And uh, what do they have to do to get that? You need to be a patron. That's it. All Anyone who's a patron, regardless whether you're new this month or not, is entered to win that as well. Uh, also, well, one more thing we want to bring up is that we are going to be approving some movies here on the show today. Uh, Bacon Cell approving some yes. movies on the show here. And we decided, uh, with the help of a reverse listener, we decided we were going to create a approved list of Halloween movies. Bacon Cell approved mm-hmm. Halloween movies. And you can see it now at patreon.com slash bacon sale. So you go there, you'll be able to see it. So if you're like, hey, what movie should we watch this Halloween? You can go there and see bacon cell approved Halloween movies. And we're going to be creating a bunch of these yep. different approved lists uh, various times of the year. In fact, we have a master list right now, thanks to reverse listeners. So yes. yeah. you don't have to be a patron to go and see the Halloween approved list. Yep. You can just go check it out. Yeah. But enough with that. Today, gentlemen, it's time to talk vampires. Yes, it is. Last year... It was werewolves. And the two years... Wait, werewolves? Werewolves. werewolves. I love how you say werewolf. Werewolves. It did sound weird. Werewolves. And then the year... Uh, in 2015, we did zombies. In 2017, we do werewolves. And now, we do vampires. We're finally doing vampires? Wouldn't they be the go-to? Aren't they like the classic movie monster? Well, we're not a cliche, I, Kent. I okay? honestly think we're going in, f- in order of favorite here, Kent. I think you would agree. <laughs> it's kind of like a zombie, werewolf, vampire triangle yeah. there. But huh. this is one of the big monsters. And it's one of the you know main staples of Halloween since pff, the 20s. People have been doing vampire costumes, I bet. <laughs> the same vampire costume. The same vampire with the, with the, with the speak, Yes, the widow speak. <laughs> the pale makeup. <laughs> we know. The drool of blood on both sides of the mouth. With Absolutely. Those really awkward fangs that just make you drool the whole time. Yeah. The plastic fangs. Pasty skin that's basically me in the fall anyways. <laughs> but uh, here's the way it's going to work. Ken and I are going to talk about vampires in general. And then at the end, we're going to be giving some... Uh, approved movies, approved vampire yes. movies. 22 of them, in fact. But we want to talk about like the history. We want to talk about stories or tall tales yes. of vampires that have been passed down. And some of these may be a little farcical, but some are actually quite creepy. And creepy. And also, you know, vampires are fiction, vampires are folklore. But some of these stories are going to make you go, are they? Yeah. So we may get into that too. Creepy. So we're going to start with the history, gents. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, in in ancient times, like long time ago, the word vampire really didn't exist. Like they they had creatures that drank blood and fed off life forces, but they were just considered demons or spirits. In fact, the first appearance of the word vampire doesn't occur until like 1734 in English. That's when they finally got the word vampire in there. Yeah, they used to use uh, the re- a revenant or a strigon, strigoi. Yeah, strigoi well. and oh, there's a bunch of Greek words they had yes. for it. And in Vampire Academy had that too. But Oh, you're, you're going to reference <laughs> Vampire Academy. But here's the thing I thought was funny is because we have this perception of vampires. Jacob, when you think of a vampire, what do you think of? Edward Cullen. Stop that <laughs> jerk right now. You horrible person. Don't do that. Oh, why not? Don't yes. horrible. It's so no, pretty. But like we picture like the tall, gaunt, pale with little the little cape, the cowl. Yes. I think I think Bram Stoker like Dracula yeah. style. Yeah. yeah. Right. But that's not how they were. Like at least initially that like they were considered like these dark, 
gross creatures that wore shrouds and were like bloated and dark in complexion because they've been drinking so much blood. Mm-hmm. It's kind of disgusting. Like apparently like they, they, well, okay, this is going to get well, gruesome. It's quite funny that you even bring that up and maybe we're going to use that as a transition, but you're talking about them being gross characters to where you see them in media now and they're handsome teenagers. They're beautiful. They're alluring. Right. But they were gross little stocky little monsters for a long time there and demons that would feed off people. But it's amazing to me, and I wanted to bring this up. Uh, this isn't going to be brief, but I was going to say briefly, but it's not true. Because uh, vampires have not just been kind of an 18th century Eastern Europe thing. No. Like there are tales about vampire li- vampires and vampire-like creatures in Mesopotamia, in ancient Hebrew, Greeks, Romans, China, and India. Like they're all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of crazy. So I wanted to bring up a couple of these, if I may. So just to start off, like the Persians were one of the first civilizations that were thought to have such monsters. And they actually have pictures on uh, shards of pottery that they found of these creatures drinking the blood of humans. Okay. And so like even back then, it's like it makes you wonder what was going on then that would make people kind of paint these on there. Rituals that were probably really happening. Ancient hot topics. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> probably that. And it's weird they had Nightmare Before Christmas even back then. It is. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but then in Hebrew lore, I don't know if you know, are you familiar with the story of Lilith, uh, Jacob. Lilith. Um, Frazier's wife. That's Super, the one. I, I saw the supernatural the light go off. And no, yeah. that, was, that is what it was. I was trying to remember Lilith. And then I did look it up at some point, but I don't remember. Uh, apparently, uh, Lilith in Hebrew lore is Adam's first wife. She was created yeah. from the same dust that he was, but then she refused to be subservient to him. So she was cast out of the garden and she became the queen of demons. And apparently that's one of those Hebrew legends where she became, she would feed on people and, and steal their life force. I want to read that Bible. <laughs> that sounds so cool. I don't think you do. It's your next girlfriend probably. But uh, <laughs> But there's just some random ones <laughs> too, like Queen of Demons. Yes, uh, there's like it's in India. There's these tales of uh, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say any of these correct, but uh, Vetalus, which were undead creatures who hung upside down on trees uh, among cremation grounds and cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Which that sounds pretty creepy, right? In Iceland, they are called Til- Tilbur Tilburadragugar, of course, mm-hmm. which is uh, a human rib. That is given life by drinking the blood of a witch. What? And then sent out to steal milk and money. Wait, so the rib <laughs> Wait, drinks... milk and money? Apparently the rib drinks witch's blood. Does and, it have a mouth? And I don't know. And then it gets... This is Icelandic folklore. And then it gets sent out to steal milk and money. It would okay. be really funny if someone... I gotta was, have milk and money. Someone like runs to the door. They're like, oh, I barely made it. I'm being chased. What are you being chased by? A typical group. It's a rib. It was my milk and money. Tilburud Rad... Draguar. Nope. Nope. That was not even close. <laughs> I think this should be stopped. Uh, you should just stop trying. Madagascar, <laughs> they have the Ramanga, which is a vampire that King Julian. E- eats blood and nail clippings of nobles. The, uh, uh, <laughs> stop. I didn't know that hat was real. <laughs> I feel like you fed that in just for kids. Why did you do that? There, nail yeah. clippings? Well, here's this, this one actually. Toenail clippings. Can't, this one I, actually can't, I know. This one creeps me out a bit. Okay. You have to give them a good smell before you taste them. It's like, oh, it's <laughs> like a floss your teeth with them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nail clippings oh of gosh. nobles. That's the, that's uh. the manga in Madagascar. But then in, uh, in the Philippines, Malaysia, Cambodia, and Indonesia, all of them have these uh, female vampire, vampire-like beings who detach upper parts of their body to be vampires. Like they'll, they'll take off their head or their upper torso will get wings and they'll fly away and feed on other people. In fact, can That's Kent, clever. You're dating, right? When's that movie? Sure. 
I, I'm worried about where you're going with this. The Mandrugo is uh, one of these creatures and takes the form of an attractive girl by day and develops wings and a long, hollow, thread-like tongue by night. And they eat entrails and the phlegm of like, sick people. Like a mosquito? Yeah, apparently. Huh. But I, that's their version of a vampire. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm, I have time. But she's, she's pretty cute during the day. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And if I'm sick, the- she'll be like, I got gotcha. you. And she'll eat the phlegm. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Say, this could be a really healthy relationship. That's terrible. <laughs> Keeping um, you healthy. I mean. And a couple more. Yeah. This, this one, oh, this one actually is. This is disturbing. Okay. I'm just going to throw that out this there This right is now. the one that's disturbing? Because the toenail clippings and the entrail <laughs> well, eating. The mosquito it's, it's this, description. this description just horrifies me. So this is called scared. Uh, a Pontianac, uh, Kuntilanac. It's, it's pronounced Pontianac. The circle of life. And that's in Indonesia. Or the Langsur, Langsur in Malaysia is a woman who dies during childbirth, then becomes undead, seeking revenge. She appears an attractive woman with long black hair that covered a hole in the back of her neck, yeah. which she sucked the blood of children with. So she uses a hole in the back of her neck. In the to, back of her what, neck. That's, in the back that's of her really inefficient. I, that's what I, I said. I mean, how do you how do you like do that? You can't see where you're going. But no, it's hey, piggyback rides. Come on. <laughs> well, this is this is one of those <laughs> weird it. things where yeah. they believed in it, and so they would actually uh, put glass beads in people in corpses' mouths, or eggs under their armpits, or needles in the palms of corpse corpses. To help prevent them from becoming Langsweer. So why does that prevent it? There's a lot of whys in here, Jacob, that okay. have no real response. I don't know why eggs in the armpits would prevent someone from doing this. I know this, why but I put eggs in my armpits, but I don't know <laughs> why they do it. Uh, and then uh, also you I'm got trying to crack it. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you got Jiangxi really from hard. Chinese from China, and they. Uh, this is kind of weird. So when when in Chinese uh, traditional traditional Chinese culture, if you died out of where you lived, mm-hmm. they want they wanted you to be buried back where you belong. If you were Sounds buried somewhere familiar. else, your spirit sure. would be restless. So they would hire a sorcerer to go find these people that died in other places, and they would write a spell and stick it on the corpse's face. Once it's stuck on their face, the corpse corpse would get up and follow the sorcerer by hopping alongside them. Ooh, hopping. That's clever. And apparently sorcerer have like three or four of these corpses hopping with them. And they're saying that's vampirism? Well, in yeah, a way? Because if the spell were to fall off their face, or if the if the sorcerer pulls it off their face, the Jiangxi would be rampant and dangerous and they'd start feeding on other people. But you're hopping, like chances of that are like five out of six? It's going to fall off your face. I know. Hopping, it's, yeah. it has to be a powerful binding spell or something like uh, that. Apparently. It sounds like a it's creature a, from Diablo It's a post-it 3. note, and you're like, don't fall. Don't fall. <laughs> don't fall. That's that's my real... Uh, I told you it wasn't going to be brief, but that's just kind of a look at vampir- vampires around the world. And you wanted to talk about the Greek culture as well. Well, it's really interesting because that that's actually really gross stuff. But I would say what we know about the modern vampire or what how we perceive them was really given to us by the Greeks. Yes. Because they really cleaned up the story of the vampire. So there's a man, a human, a mortal, named Ambrosio. He fell in love with a, another human named Selena after visiting the legendary oracle in the temple of Apollo, the sun god. So he asked her to marry him. But Apollo said, like, basically, he needed permission from Apollo. He said, no, I want her for my own. Mm-hmm. And so he took Selena and he was cursed by Apollo, who's the sun god. For, for his skin would burn whenever it was exposed to sunlight. That sounds familiar. Right? Sounds really familiar. But the story continues. 
So Ambrosio was like, oh, my, my woman's gone. How am I going to get her back? So he turned to Hades and Artemis. So Artemis is the goddess of the hunt. And he says, hey, guys, can you help me? And basically, I'm paraphrasing mythology because right, right. they don't say, hey, dudes, what's up? Can you, <laughs> can you help me get my lady back? <laughs> that's, that's a direct quote. Exactly. And so Ambrosio steals Artemis's bow to make a deal with Hades because Hades says, I'll help you if you get me the bow. Artemis comes back and curses him so that silver burns his skin. That sounds familiar as well. Okay. okay. So then she's like, but I feel bad for doing that. So I'm going to give you super strength, immortality, and fangs so you can kill beasts and you can write love letters to Selena in their blood. Oh. So we have a very powerful creature. Every lady loves a good blood letter. (laughs) You know it. (laughs) So in the end of the story, Selena finally... You should try that. (laughs) Apparently I have to because you're talking about these vampiric women. Just watch out for the ones with the holes in their necks. Uh, What? So, uh, oh, I will never be Big Spoon, ever. <laughs> they might eat your toenails. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. But so, Selena finally escaped Apollo's grasp. She reunited with Ambrosio. Artemis said, Ambrosio, you can make her immortal by drinking her blood. It will kill her body, but her spirit will live on, and their combined blood can turn anyone who drink it into a vampire. And that's almost like... But this- do they use the word vampire? Uh, no, they no, don't, okay. because like that doesn't come that doesn't for a couple come, thousand like Strigoli years. Or Str- I can't yeah, Strigoli. Yeah, Strigoli. I, I don't even know if that's Greek, but that was the general term. Mm-hmm. But that story alone kind of gives us our cleaned up version. I say cleaned up because it's not grotesque like we were talking about mm-hmm. before. Our cleaned up version of their weaknesses and their strengths. But it probably would have died off with ancient Greece if it were not for 18th century southeastern Europe. Yes. Like eastern Europe around the area, around the area of Transylvania and Romania. Uh, Transylvania is actually in Romania, but around that area, there was a huge frenzy of vampire sightings when people would just, it it was kind of like the Salem witch trials where people were just blaming each other for being vampires. Yes. And they were opening graves and exhuming bodies like constantly over and over again and check and see if people were vampires and the way they determined Sounds like where I'm from. Well, in Missouri, yeah, yeah. It's opening graves. That's what we do in Missouri right. all the time. You got to, you got to. Well, check. they're shallow graves, you know. They are, yeah. yeah. But that's Too just much it. Work. So they they did this like forever, and like people were like panicking. Yes. And it wasn't until, and we'll get into a little more of about how they determined what the corpses were that were their vampires mm-hmm. or not. But it wasn't until uh, Empress Maria Theresa of Austria she sent her physician to go check it out, and he's like, "Yeah, they're not vampires. They just don't know how corpses decompose." So she prohibited the opening of graves and desecration of bodies. It, that, that kind of shut it down after that. It seemed like vampirism was used as an excuse for people misbehaving. And I would say maybe right. a lot of superstition was back then. Oh, definitely. For example, they would say that, let's say there is this woman who is a widow and she would say, my husband came back from the dead. He is uh, what's the popular thing now? A vampire. My husband is came back from the dead and he's a vampire. He returned to me and we had a baby and that is the timing of what is the word you want yes i was trying to find a very family (laughs) friendly that was very good (laughs) and she would have a baby much longer after this guy passed away clearly it must have been a vampire it must have been a vampire and people believe this oh that's cool baby's gonna have powers (laughs) (laughs) and they actually like created another legend off of this they said uh widows who became pregnant uh, from vampire husbands, they said the offering would be born with the ability to slay vampires. So they said, no, no, my child's uh, very cool. special yeah. and can yeah. kill any future so vampire. Basically, basically blade. Basically blade. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, but let's talk about that, Ken. You talked about how uh, 
children who are born of vampires and their mothers yes. could then become vampire hunters. But what causes vampirism? How do these vampires come to be, Kent? We could go very basic to the very weird. Let's this, start with basic. I mean, this isn't like werewolves where it was like sleeping outside. Oh, wasn't on it? On a Wednesday. Oh, Kent. Or some Fridays. Did you not look up where I looked up? We're going to get there, Joel. Okay. For example, let's start basic. Okay. Like being bitten by a vampire. People generally know that one. Well, yeah. Okay. Some people say being bitten by a vampire. Others, uh, the more traditional legend now in folklore and fiction is you drink the blood of a vampire, you become a vampire. Right. But in Greek folklore, uh, if you're excommunicated from the church, you could become a vampire. Okay. I feel like Jeff Foxworth at this point. Yeah. <laughs> you might be a vampire. If. <laughs> if you desecrate the religious day, you might be a vampire. Uh, also, if you, and apparently if you were once a werewolf, <laughs> you might also be a vampire. <laughs> it's like, sorry. There's, really sad ones. There's sad ones too, though. It's like, if you die alone, you may become a vampire. If you're the illegitimate ch- ch- child of parents who were illegitimate as well, you might be a vampire. <laughs> if a cat jumps across your grave, you might become a vampire. If you died before <laughs> baptism, you might be a vampire. If you eat meat from a sheep killed by a wolf, you might be a vampire. <laughs> if you had teeth when you were born, <laughs> I love how this is happening. You might be a vampire. <laughs> If you are a magician, <laughs> you might be a vampire. <laughs> this is Slavic culture at this point now I'm in. If you were a nun who stepped over an unburied body, you might become a vampire. Oh, oh man. In, <laughs> su- in southern Russia. No wonder there was a rush of vampires. Uh, everybody's a vampire. If, if in southern Russia, people who were known to talk to themselves were believed to be at risk of becoming a vampire. <laughs> if you smear yourself with the blood of a vampire, you might become a vampire. <laughs> smear yourself? That's How what, does that happen? That happens when... We'll talk about it later. How do you there's, accidentally yes. smear a, anything? No, they, that, <laughs> it's like mosquito bite. Whoops, like, I covered oh, my oh. whole body. Well, yes. that's what that's what's kind of weird because like they, in the, we'll get to the story a little bit later, but this guy apparently to prevent himself from being attacked by vampires smeared, smeared himself in the blood of vampires, which also causes you to become a vampire. I have one more. I loved this one. Joel, do you have a few more? Oh, no, no, go for it. This is good. If you're a redhead. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. Not just a redhead. If you're a In redhead with blue eyes. Oh, is that it? I think it was red with blue eyes, if I remember right. Because I dated a vampire once. A, red, a redhead with blue eyes? <laughs> if that's the criteria. <laughs> yeah, red hair and blue eyes, right there. Or is that unrelated? <laughs> it's unrelated. That's, that's okay. in Romania. It's, it's a scary story, that's all. Yeah. Well, and there are ways. Like We, we kind of talk about like what could cause it. But Jacob, I know you're sitting there wondering. And listen, I, I know I you're am. listening, going, well, yeah, none of that happened to me. But how can I tell if someone else is a vampire? In Romania, if you're born with an extra nipple or a tail or extra hair, you're probably a vampire. Extra hair? That's what it said. Go on. If you were the seventh child in any family and all the other previous siblings were of the same sex and you're a different sex, you might be a vampire. Yeah. So it's like, girl, 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 boy, vampire. Oh. And you already already say the seventh son of a seventh son? No, I didn't, but that was down there. Yeah, Yeah, that's on there as well. Seventh son of a seventh son. Uh, Also, if you're born too early or your mother had encountered a black cat while crossing her path. Yeah, that that might be a vampire. Watch out for that. Uh, or if a pregnant woman did not eat salt or <laughs> what? or was looked upon by a vampire or witch, the child could also become a vampire. Even looked on? That's what it said on Wikipedia, the source of knowledge and truth. <laughs> it's just, I read these and I'm like, okay, this is another one I really enjoyed here. So the Romani people, uh, otherwise known as gypsies, but they have some uh, folklore as well. 
Apparently, if someone had a horrible appearance or was missing a finger or had appendages similar to those of an animal, they were a vampire. Appendages similar to an animal. What is, like, do you have hooves? Hold on. I guess. I had a, span- <laughs> a dead giveaway. I had a Spanish teacher in eighth grade who had nine fingers. Vampire. Was he a vampire? Vampire. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Barney. Or Senor Barney. Senor Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing I really like, too. With the Romani people, it wasn't just people. Dog, cats, plants, or even agricultural tools could become vampires. Well, wait, wait, wait. Like <laughs> a <laughs> shovel? <laughs> yes. You could have a possessed shovel that was a vampire. Uh, okay. Like a hoe. Uh, apparently, pumpkin, <laughs> pumpkins or melons that were kept in the house too long would start to move and make noises or show blood. Otherwise, it was rotting fruit. Um, I also wanted to bring up this because uh, do we have any twins out there who are listening? People, I hope not. Uh, the, the Romani people. <laughs> what? what? Remember, I fear twins. Oh, just you I wait. fear identical twins. But can, sometimes twins are the only thing that can save you. Because in Romani culture, some vamp- vampires were believed to be invisible to most people. But Except they could, for twins. But they no, not just twins. They could be seen by a twin brother and sister born on a Saturday <laughs> who wore their clothes inside out. <gasps> wait, like Looney Tunes in the nineties? <laughs> who wrote this crap? It's the Romani people can't. Or Jacob, these are these are traditions. Why are you scoffing at them? Are you sure this isn't just people like playing with you on Wikipedia? Uh, sometimes Dude, I wonder. If I was a twin, <laughs> hopefully born on a Saturday, I would always wear my clothes inside out. You just have a to sister know. too, yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's a lot of sister. stipulations. But then you want to find the vampires, Jacob. You want to find the vampires, but to find the vampires, you yeah, have how to, do I do it? You have to lead a virgin boy through a graveyard on a virgin stallion. And then the horse will balk at the grave in question. Now, generally a black horse was required, but in Albania, it could be white. Okay. As long as it's a virgin horse. <laughs> no, it's a virgin boy on a horse. No, it's a vir- the horse, no, no, virgin no, no. boy virgin, on a virgin vir- horse. It's a virgin boy on a virgin stallion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is important. So bizarre. How do you have that conversation with the horse Yeah, first? seriously. So, <laughs> so are you... Family friendly. Are you a stud? No. <laughs> So yeah, there's so many like just I, these identifying things. I'm I'm like I just sit there and look at them and I'm like, who came up with this? And then who went along with it? Went yeah, that makes perfect sense. It seems like because they were just inventing their medicine back then and and how they would cure different things. They're like, yeah, this is the answer, and everyone yeah. would have to be satisfied at that point. And they would enter that into Gutenberg's Wikipedia back in the day. Yeah, the first printing ever. <laughs> That's what it was. Yes, Gutenberg Wikipedia. Yes. So then you know Jacob. We, we've how to determine whether we're going to be a vampire or not. We're determining if other people are going to be a vampire or not. But how do you get rid of vampires? How do you kill a vampire? How, how do you ward them off? You know, stabby, Jacob, they're everywhere. Stabby, stab, stab with with uh, that is a, that's the only answer. You stabby, stab, stab. Well, wooden stake is one way. You know that. What's another mm-hmm. way? Come on, supernatural sunlight. Supernatural, yes. Uh, dead man's blood. Yep. That like in supernatural, it paralyzes them. Yeah. I don't know if it kills them. In Interview with Vampire, it does kill them. Also, Jacob, you're forgetting the main one they talk about in Supernatural. Uh, oh, chop off their head. There you go. Yeah. Decapitation. And they took a lot of these from traditional folklore. There's a lot of ways to ward off a vampire. There's a lot of ways to kill a va- In fact, here's the thing. If I just want to bring this up now, Kent. Go for it. Vampires are the most fragile monsters in existence. If you go Bram Stoker, they're really fragile. I completely disagree because what other creature could you actually put a lemon in their mouth and defeat it? (laughs) That is not fragile. (laughs) That's exactly a sliced lemon. You put a sliced lemon in the corpse's mouth, it's not going to become a vampire. That's (laughs) what. Where was that? Just so refreshing. Also, you know, if you were to place a coin in the mouth. 
and then decapitate it. That was Germany with the lemon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are so many other things. The one I found most interesting, and this actually Bobby's happened. Bobby's dead. Put a lemon in his mouth. Yeah, they, and I'm sure people actually did that when they were actually burying their loved ones. But one thing they did, and this seems so disgraceful, but they didn't want this person to come back at night and either be a spirit vampire and suck their energy or, mm-hmm. the, or drink their blood. Right. But when you bury someone face down, thinking they'll be a vampire, that is a way to stop it from ever coming back to get you. Because they believe when a vampire wakes up in its coffin, it's going to crawl out, dig through six feet of dirt, and get you. But if it's face down, it's going to dig to the center of the earth and get lost. You know what this sounds like? Hmm. This sounds like my mentality as a kid when I used to have my, I put my teddy bear kind of on top of me facing up. Yeah. Because I'm like, if the monster's going to come, it's going to get the teddy bear. (laughs) That's the mentality they're going with you here. It probably did save you, let's be honest. Well, the other one, okay, so obviously we talked about crosses. That's a big vampire thing. Holy water. Uh, holy water, holy ground. Running water. Apparently they can't cross running streams or rivers. Really? Uh, according to folklore. Yeah. Uh, also, if you uh, just put stones on the grave, like a pile of stones. It'll hold them down. Yes. Uh, same thing with poppy seeds or wild roses. Yeah. They, they plant them on the on the graves yeah. of the suspected vampires, which they thought, by the way, sunken graves, that the graves sunk in. It's because a vampire was trying to get out. And I'm like, no, the coffin collapsed. Oh, like that's the, sad. And yet they'd be like, oh, vampire, plant poppies. Also, blessed bread would work. So blessed bread or blessed, blessed bread? Blessed bread. Blessed okay. bread. Uh, that was the Greek legend. But, you know, I think that could apply to LDS people as well. <laughs> but this is one I found really interesting, too, is that the hearts. You saw this in a lot, too, probably, Kent, where they in a lot of cultures piercing the heart with an iron nail. So after the corpse was ready, when the corpse corpse was ready to get buried, they'd hammer in an iron nail into their chest, into their heart, to help prevent them becoming a vampire. Yes. In Bulgaria, in Bulgaria, only Bulgaria, over 100 skeletons have been found with metal objects in their chest, such as plow bits. Was a vampire plow bit? Vampire plow yeah, bit? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the gardening That's tools. That's how it got there. Yeah. But yeah, that was a, a pretty common practice. And then also decapitation. Yes. If you suspected the person was a vampire, well, you would decapitate them and then bury the head between the feet, behind the buttocks, or away from the body. Because if it was too close to the neck, it could reattach. Behind the buttocks. That's where they're going with that? That's what it said in Wikipedia. The, the combo <laughs> ways they take care of these things are so interesting to me. Because, for example, some of these don't sound too bad and they get really terrible. For example, put garlic in the mouth. And then drive a nail through their temple. Oh, yeah. Well, well of course. Well, if you're just going to go with garlic, that's like the pansy way. <laughs> um, also, the nail on the head. cut off the toes and drive a nail through the neck. <laughs> pour boiling These oil. Very on, consistent. Pour boiling oil on the body and drive a nail through the navel. Yep. That's what so you just make do. sure you I take they, care they of they it. They really wanted to drive nails like everywhere. <laughs> apparently. That's what I'm getting from this. Don't so come back. Oh, where was that? There's one place where they actually shoot a bullet through the coffin. Like they'll shoot through the coffin if they suspect a vampire. Air holes. It's, Speed holes. It's part of the part of the burial ritual. They would actually sometimes put sharp objects in the the grave with them mm-hmm. to pierce the corpse when it began to grow or bloat. So they thought that would stop it from waking up. Was that they thought right. the bloating was like the vampire coming back to life, and the sharp object in there with them would prevent that, which sounds pretty awful. So I actually made reference to spirit vampires because uh, I think we, it's probably important to note because some of these stories will have to do with different kinds of vampires. Yes, they're the ones that come out at night and I want to suck your blood, blah, and blah, they blah. will try to come into your room and bite your neck. But there are other ones which are very popular stories where they're spiritual or spirit vampires where they will suck your energy they're still in their graves yeah it's it's more along the lines of 
there's no actually physical blood being drawn, but you just get sicker or yes. weaker or more lethargic. And it could be in your dreams. And generally, they were trying to strangle you in Is your dreams. Is that why I'm so tired? Yeah, you got to Honestly, yes. We need to figure out no, who it's you your new baby. Vampiric phantasm. We need to exhume the body. Of and then burn the bones. Yes. Indeed. Well, Salt that's more burn. supernatural. So many buried bodies in yeah, your home in Missouri. Yeah. yeah but, right. if you, but if you want to ward off the vampires, gentlemen, mm-hmm. if, you, if you want to keep them out of your town in general, in Slavic, Slavic Europe, uh, all you have to do is get twin brothers. Oh, here we go again. Who would yoke twin oxen to a plow and make a furrow with it around the village. So twin brothers, twin oxen. No problem. Do a little fur around the village. You're safe. All those towns <laughs> with no twin brothers or twin oxen are like, oh, no, yeah. help us. If you just what want, do we do? If you just want to protect your house, though, you have to crack an egg on the floor and drive a nail through it in the floor beneath. So many nails. More nails. Yeah. Oh, it's all about that. <laughs> this, is <one laughs> yes, my, this is one of my favorites. Sure. If you feel like a vampire is stalking you, and this goes out to anyone out there who's listening. Listener, if you're listening. If you, you mean th- like in high school when the stage crew comes after you? Is that what yes, you mean? Maybe sure. stage, yeah. You think a vampire is stalking you. All you need to do is run backwards uphill <laughs> with a lit candle yes. and a turtle. <laughs> I love that there's a turtle. I don't. I'm like, is the, is the candle on the turtle shell? Like, how does this work? And they're like, well, something needs to be in the other hand. Uh, turtle. Yes. Let's grab a turtle. Oh, let it be written. Let That's, it be done. I love that one. Also, uh, but, you know, let's say you don't have a turtle. And you. <laughs> Obviously, they'll have a turtle. Which were those so common back they're then? They're really handy. It's there's turtles everywhere. Europe. Sure. There's one climbing over my feet right now. But if you hear a noise at night. if Okay, let me get my scary voice on now. Yeah, I guess I hear noises. Let me, let me hold my turtle. Hold on. If you're home alone and you hear a voice outside suspecting it's a vampire, all you need to do is shout, Come tomorrow and I will give you some salt. (laughs) Or, what? what? Or, alternatively, Go, pal, get some fish and come back. Go, pal? Go, pal. The translation from these, Slavic? These are translations from the Slavic language, but when you translate them over, not as intimidating. Hold on. Can you say those again? Because come, I'm actually going to use those. Come tomorrow, and I will, come tomorrow, and I will give you some salt. Come tomorrow, I'll give, give you some salt. Or I've already go, been saying that one. Go, pal. Get some fish and come back. Which, why would don't you come say back. Get, come back? And with fish, I hate fish. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I hate fish. So go, weird. pal. Please leave. You said it wrong. You're dead. But let's say, let's say that a vampire gets inside your house. Oh, the worst. That's terrible. Yeah. And you they don't never know what leave. to do. All you need to do is throw rice at them or millet or poppy seeds or sand. Because as we mentioned before, I don't remember why we were talking about it before on Bacon Sub. I remember talking about the show. Apparently vampires have. No, oh, no, no. It was when we were playing the quiz game. Was it? Yeah. It was on the show. Oh, well, it was when uh, the vampires apparently are so really have kind of OCD tendencies and they are occupied all night by counting the fallen grains, whatever they may be. They have to, according to, this is Chinese culture too. Yeah. They have to count every single grain. And I never knew that except for X-Files had one episode where they talk about that. But yeah, so there you go. If, Here, if they get in your house, throw some rice at Well, them. that's also how yeah, I just the figure worst out who's a parties. vampire. Yeah. I just meet new people and then I'm like, oh no, whoops. And then I spill a bunch of uh, What if you're rice. at a wedding and you're throwing rice and then the groom <laughs> has to count every single grain? He's a vampire! <laughs> I knew it. Let me work that out. And if the bride, look for the hole in her neck. Oh, that's horrific. Stop it with the hole in the neck. That was the I don't even understand. One. Well, in hole in the neck. But okay, so like like Kent said, these spiritual vampires that would that would kind of kill your energy... People thought that these these people in their graves were causing this. Yes. And one of the cures, and I'm sorry, this is going to get a little weird here. One of the cures was they had to exhume the body, dismember it, 
burn the pieces, mix it with water, and then administer it to those who have been afflicted. Uh, as a you drink the ashes. You drink the ashes of that which has been affecting you. And guess what? It worked. It's poison. Oh, <laughs> oh! They're turns out there might you. be some bacteria in there. And, and that actually comes to play in one of these stories that we're going to share. Yes. But before we do that, I think we do need to talk about the the impaler in the room. And I mean Vlad. Vlad the Impaler. Yes. Yes. So Vlad the Third, otherwise known as Vlad the Impaler, otherwise known as Vlad Tepes, otherwise known as Vlad Dracula. Son of Dracul. Son of Dracul. He lived in 14... 28 to 1476, mm-hmm. like right at the 1400s, we'll say that. And he is known as the inspiration behind Dracula, right. Bram Stoker's Dracula. I mean, to be honest, he was really just a warlord who was a, a terrible man. But he is a sadist. Yeah, he's a total sadist. In fact, the, the legend is he is estimated to have killed over 100,000 people, and they said he had proclivity for impaling his victims on a sharp pole and eating his meals around his victims. Yes. And it doesn't mean eating the people he killed. It just means, oh, uh, yeah, uh, steak and potatoes. Well, and, uh, mm. so the Tepes, like Vlad Tepes. But he's a really nice guy yeah. in Dracula Untold. Oh, I'll get to that. Okay. But Vlad Tepes means Vlad the Impaler. And so, like, there, there's just stories of his cruelty, such as he had two monks impaled to assist them to go to heaven. And then when their donkeys started braying because their masters were dead, he impaled the donkeys, too. And there's it's also, kind of his thing. Seems natural. Also, yeah. apparently, uh, once again, I'm so sorry. This is this is my no, go for it. I, I like this. But apparently, when he was, he was he was put in prison. He lost. He was the prince four times. I think he kept losing it and then getting it back. It's like the WWF. Yeah. But then apparently he was put <laughs> in prison, and while he was in prison, he would cut up rats and impale them on little <laughs> sticks in his cell. I mean, there are, there are hobbies to have, right? <laughs> <laughs> impaler hobbies. He, he just couldn't help it. One of them. The impaler hey, of hey, WWF. Hey, Vlad, I think you're addicted. The reason we brought you here today is you like just stabbing things a lot. Yes. Please stop. But the thing is, and I wanted to bring this up because a lot of people say, oh yeah, Vlad Dracula, Vlad the Impaler, Vlad mm-hmm. Tepes, that's the inspiration for Dracula. Kinda. Sure. Bram Stoker actually got, and we'll get to this a little bit later, unless you mm-hmm. want to get into it now. I'll go for it. Uh, but he really only got the name yep. from Dracula, which and means dragon. Dracula means, dragon, means like, a son of the dragon. His father was in this group called the Dragons, and he was named the Dragon. And they were like this weird, I don't know even know if they were like a Hippie dark cult. cult. But they were just some league. weird, or yeah, bowling league, right? bowling league, oh, okay. just some strange organization with human skulls. Yeah, and apparently this guy's son really just took it to the max and liked to stab people a lot. <laughs> bowling to the max. Let's let's talk about Bram Stoker. We might as well since we're here, right? Uh, so you have Bram Stoker, and the thing I wanted to bring up about Bram Stoker was that he was the one who wrote Dracula. He's the one who kind of the father of the modern vampire, but he wasn't the first. No. Like you have back in 1819, the publication of a, of a short story or a story called The Vampire by John Polidori. And then you have these Penny Dreadful, this series of vampire stories in, the, in 1847 called Varney the Vampire. Varney? <laughs> Varney the Vampire. That's not scary. <laughs> but it's then, a little scary. It sounds cute. But then no. 50 years later. So that 1819 was like the first kind of per- publication. And then you get 1847 with these serial publications of Varney the Vampire. 50 years after Bram Stoker comes out and does Dracula. But even that wasn't even the first big novel. I mean, just before that, in 1872, uh, there's a, a novel called Carmilla, which is similar in tone to mm-hmm. Dracula. It's a little bit different. It's a, 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 I won't get into the story here, but 
it's obvious that Bram Stoker didn't get his inspiration from Vlad the Impaler. He was getting it from these other stories and then used Vlad the Impaler or Dracula as kind of the name to kind right. of mm-hmm. give and a little And in the region of yeah, the world. Yeah, Transylvania. Yeah. Yes. That same region. And I mean, but really, I mean, it just, it's credit to him as a writer because he was able to create this, this great story yeah. uh, and make him this character that it will never, story, ever be actually. forgotten. But, and that's the thing is like, he kind of... He's been the standard for vampires ever since. Like yes. that's become the thing where everyone follows his method of vampirism versus all these other ones that we've talked about right. previous to this. But even then, Fangs that was in his tale, but it didn't become like a staple until around then. And vulnerability to sunlight was also something that he kind of invented. Yeah. But even the cloak, like the famous Dracula cloak, wasn't popular until the 1920s when they started doing stage productions of Dracula. That's what kind of gave birth to this look of Dracula that we know. Hmm. And then uh, also you get kind of the, I'm going through the progression, I guess. Sure. Because they were still monsters and you get the classic, you know, Bela Lugosi and Dracula as, as the vampire. And he became kind of the new standard for what a vampire should be. But then in the 70s, it kind of went to crap. Yeah. Because of Dark Shadows. The TV series Dark Shadows and then following up with the... A soap opera, let's be honest. It's a soap opera. Yes, it's a soap opera. But then they had kind of, you know, books to go along with these about Barnabas Collins, who was the vampire in it. And he was the first tragic vampire where he wasn't a demon. He wasn't a monster. Ruh-roh. He was a poor soul trapped. Which mm. is what we have now throughout fiction. Do you, which, know what, you know what I'm really noticing, though, with all this vampire mythology? Hmm. Consistency. Just all the time. <laughs> so much consistency. The toenail clippings, really. Yeah. Well, and okay, I, I I bring this up. We'll get into it maybe later. I keep, we keep saying later. I know. I know. Sorry about that. But we get after Stephanie Meyer for ruining the vampires by making them sparkle and, and all the horrible things. But the truth is people have been changing vampire fiction. If you just pointed out, Jacob, people have been changing yeah. vampire folklore for the longest time. Sure. And we get after her. And I think it's not because she changed things. I think it's because she romanticized things just to appeal to an audience. Well, if you think about it, it's a really pervy monster. Yes, and, and then what she did and made them heartthrobs, you kind of go, eh. Well, and there's actually, a, I'm going to get Jacob's attention here real quick. There's actually a Supernatural I'm ready, episode. I'm ready, I'm ready, what? There's actually a Supernatural episode yeah. where there's real vampires who say it's so easy now to get these yeah. girls because yeah. all we have to do is dress up and act like we're, you know, tragic and then they'll follow us to our lair. We don't have to trap them anymore. They'll come to us. Yeah. And so he blames uh, Twilight on that. And so I think that's pretty entertaining. So I just have to dress like a vampire. <laughs> yes. There you go. Well, come out. to my lair. Watch out for the toenail eaters. <laughs> the lemons in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's fiction, Kent. Yes. That's all fiction. I want to talk about some real, quote unquote, real. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stories. Please. And do you, are you going to go modern here? Or are you going to go maybe 200 years ago? I'm going to I'm going to progress a bit. So we talked about Vlad the Impaler, obviously. Yes. And then uh, also one of I just kind of want to make reference to the Countess Elizabeth Bathory de Exed. This one is so interesting to me. And I don't want to get too much into it because it is gruesome. But needless to say, she is labeled by the Guinness Book of World Records as the most prolific female female murderer. Because during the years of 1585 and 1609 she killed hundreds of young women she would hire them to come work in her castle she would torture them she would kill them and please please cover your children's ears for one second she would bathe in their blood to stay young this is true this is history what was her name well uh countess elizabeth bathory de exed hold on though if i may play the 
a Bathory's advocate on this one. <laughs> You're going to defend this horrible woman? I'm going to. I believe this one is a full-on legend. She was against the Catholic Church at the time, which was the predominant church in Europe. And these stories, I believe, were created about her to make her sound she like the queen vampire. Witnesses, Kent. Witnesses. The girls testified against her that survived. Oh, we know many stories in the past. Salem Witch Trials, for example, of stories that allegations that came True. forward. So she was probably where, just where did all the missing girls go? But let's tell you what happened to this woman. A gu- innocent or guilty or not, the fate that she suffered was awful. This is going to be bad. Everyone, cover your kids' ears again, just because this is a horrifying thought. I'm ready. She was walled inside her castle alive. She had just enough space for to receive air and food for years. Yep. Yeah. It's almost like that Edgar Allan Poe story, the Casco Amontillado, where... He you walls just, him in there. Yeah, it's walled in there. So this was like a punishment? They're like, we know what you did. So they and caught so- her. They caught her and said, basically, there's this coup. We're going to wall you in because you're a vampire. We'll feed you. We'll give you air. And she died years later. But she was a horrible person. But was she? Did you listen to the lore episode about this? Yeah, I don't know if I quite believe it. It's totally believable. I feel like this one is straight up a legend. No, Guinness Book of World Records, Kent. Guinness Book (laughs) of World Records. Stop it. World's Longest Fingernails. And this one's totally evil. Oh, you're saying World's Longest Fingernails is fact? No. I'm saying it's a silly, silly book. Mm. Silly book. But uh, let's talk about the first real person considered to be a vampire. Do you have that one, Kent, with Jure Grando Alovic? I do. So he's a villager from Croatia, modern-day Croatia, and he died in 1656 due to illness. So here's what he would do after he died. And the locals would say... I like how how we just jump into that. Here's what we do after his death. Yeah, yeah. No, so I I want to point that out. He died in 1656, but they were having problems with him for almost 20 years after that. 16 years yes. he plagued the city after his death. Reports are that he would wander the village by night and just knock on people's doors. And whoever answered, they would die. Within the next few days. Yes. They would die within seven days. <laughs> also, he was one of these guys that would bug his widow for relations. Oh, no. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I miss you. I miss you. No. Okay. So his widow you up? said. You up, LOL? I, I, wanted to give this, I wanted to give this description because this scared me. She said that she described that her, her husband, his corpse, would appear in her window and smile at her and act as if he were gasping for breath and then he would assault her. Yeah. Which, that's scary. So here's the thing. Wait, wait. So he's outside? On yeah. the other side of the window? Basically on the outside without tapping and babe, smiling. and Babe, let me in. <laughs> Gasping for I breath. I forgot my keys because I'm dead. <laughs> babe, I'm sorry about the other day. I left my keys in the coffin. <laughs> babe, let me in. But here's the thing. So people got really tired of this because like Joel said, this was I can years. imagine they got really tired of this. 16 years of this. And so they got the local priest. They took a stand. They said, let's face this guy. And they apparently saw him. Walking around, yep. they warded him off with a cross. The priest and they and all the villagers chased him back to his grave. They tried to stabby stabby. Yes. And it didn't work. And apparently he's back in his grave. The dirt is there still. They dug him up and decapitated his corpse. Wait, 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 wait. Where? Oh, am I spoiling the story? No, they dug him up and they found a perfectly preserved yes. corpse with a smile on its face. This is like what's documented. Uh-huh. And then they tried to stab it. They tried to stab it when it was up walking around. Right. But then when it was in the ground, they tried to stab it again and it wouldn't pierce him. So then they ended up using a saw to decapitate him. And apparently he made noises when they were decapitating him. So. Babe. 
<laughs> Babe, Ow. please don't. Get off, you guys. I hate lemons. Stop decapitating me. Babe. <laughs> Soon after that, in Serbia, there's a story of Peter Plagod. Plagojevic. Plagojevic. Thank you so much. No problem. And so this is the 1700s. He dies, and within 10 weeks of his death, nine people from his village die of a mysterious illness. But before they died, they all accused him of throttling them, so strangling them in their dreams. Mm -hmm. His own son even saw him in the, in the kitchen, so not in the dreams, three days after he died, and he was demanding food. His, the dad, the dead dad, yes. was demanding food. The son said no, and then the son died. Meanwhile, his so wife... don't deny me Give him food, a sandwich. Kid. Give the Meanwhile, man a sandwich. His wife said she, she, he would come by the house. Mm -hmm. Babe! <laughs> <laughs> sandwich. Babe! No, he'd say, I need my shoes. <laughs> he would ask for his shoes, and so she... I can't, I can't find him anywhere. I'm stepping on so many twigs. Someone cut off my toes. Man, if they're real vampires, they're going to kill us for making light of this stuff. <laughs> but here's the thing. So the wife ran away, took off out of the village. Babe. So the son and the wife... And then, so they got the army, and they exhumed his body. Got and, the army? Yes, and he was breathing, and his eyes were moving. This is months after he died. They put a stake through his heart. Blood gushed everywhere. They then burned his body, and after that, the deaths and the dreams all stopped. Okay, so you buy that story, but not the one about the horrible woman who killed hundreds of young girls? Yeah, I feel bad for her. She was a monster. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> okay, but then, Sorry. <laughs> but then, so we talked about uh, uh, Pitar Blagojevic, but I want to talk about Arnold Paoli from Serbia as well. Yeah. And in fact, both of these cases were because uh, two Austrian military doctors, Dr. Glazer and Dr. Flukinger, were sent to investigate Flukinger. the case. So we, these are their medical notes. Okay, medical notes. So, you get Arnold Paoli, an ex-soldier turned father who was a allegedly attacked by a vampire years before. And he was out haying, doing bales of hay. That's what they do. That's what they call it, Jacob. Hey. Hay. Hey. Babe. Babe. <laughs> hey. But he fell and he <laughs> broke his neck and died. And then people started having issues where they started, you know, being suffering because of him is what they blamed it on. Okay. And they said that he was plagued by a vampire before and that but that he had cured himself by eating soil from the vampire's grave and smearing himself with his blood. There we go. Which as we mentioned before is also a way you can become a vampire. So I don't know, it's like one of those cures and causes at the same time. Got to try it to find out. Yeah, the antidote. Yeah. So within 20 or 30 days after uh, Paoli's death, four people complained they had been plagued by him and they all died shortly thereafter. And so they finally decided, okay, 40 days after this, they're like, they finally decided they're going to dig Probably up his because grave. they were eating dirt and blood. Yeah. But maybe, who maybe. knows? Maybe that's why. Well, so I'll get to that in a second too. Okay. So they, uh, they dug up the grave and they found that his veins were replete with fluid blood and that fresh blood had flowed from his eyes, nose, mouth, and ears. And that the, the covering and the coffin were completely bloody. And that... The old nails on his hands and feet, along with the skin, had fallen off and that new ones had grown. Ew. And that his body was red, his hair and his nails and beard had, had all grown again. And so they drove a stake deep into his heart. And he reacted with a frightful shriek, shriek as if he were alive, groaning and bleeding. Then they burned the body. And then they cut off his head. These are the doctor's notes? These are the doctor's notes. Doctors so, 
aren't just what they used to be, you know? Yeah, I know. They were so cool back yeah, then. Yeah, back then. They, they really got the job done, you know? They then went to the four supposed victims and performed the same exact procedure, beheading and, and burning them, so to prevent them from them prevent them from becoming doctors. Which should have solved it. Prevent them from coming doctors. <laughs> I mean, that's bad true. Don't ever, they, did they become doctors, Jacob? No, then no. <laughs> don't drink the blood of a doctor. Never. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but then that should have Works solved it, right, by. Jacob? We, we're done. We did what we were supposed to, right? Oh, no. Five years There's a later, sequel. Five years later, in the winter of 1731, a new epidemic occurred, and more than 10 people died within several weeks. The doctor... He blamed it on malnutrition, as well as the unhealthy effects of severe Eastern Orthodox fasting. However, the villagers insisted the illnesses were caused by vampires. Yeah. So the same doctor was like, I don't think this one's vampires. Yes. Maybe you guys should just eat. But then here's the thing is, so the doctor was like, no, it's malnutrition. They're like, no, it's vampires. But finally, he's like, okay, exhume the bodies. Some of the ones that recently deceased. And he said when they pulled them up, they were not decomposed. And many of them were swollen and had blood in their mouths. So make of that what you will, Jacob. Um, is it a vampire? Probably just weird decomposing. Or is it weird decomposing? Yeah. So let's so. jump to America real quick. And this was I actually live in America. This was shared on Lore. I believe the first episode. If yes, you, uh, if I don't know about the podcast, but on the TV show, it's the same. Is there a movie out too? It's it's not based on Lore. It's related. actually a totally different movie. Yeah. But in 1892 in Rhode Island, this is the story of Mercy Brown. Go for it, Kent. Let's she hear about Mercy. N- and honestly, it's a simple story, but what she got blamed for is insane. 19 years old, she is already dead. Most of her family is dead, has died of tuberculosis, or as they called it, consumption back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so her mother and sister, they had already died, and her living brother was getting very sick. So the whole family is just wasting away. And he says, it's my sister Mercy, who's dead. Mm-hmm. He's blaming his sister. You know how we do that as siblings all the time? Yeah. He just, didn't, he just didn't give it up. Dad! Mercy was looking at me when she died. Mercy's being a vampire again, Dad. <laughs> we should put a stake through her heart. Beth! <laughs> tell the kids to calm down. Beth! <laughs> so here's the thing. So people believe this because hysteria, even here in America this time, remember all the witch trials and whatnot, was really high. And so they opened Mercy's grave. And just like these other stories, they found blood in her mouth and her heart, st- uh, not still beating, but blood was pumping through it. I'm just going through it. It wasn't the blood wasn't coagulated. Yes. And so what they did to this poor girl is they burned her heart. They plucked her heart out. They burned it and they mixed the ashes into a potion for the brother to drink. Yeah, because that's going to solve everything. So we talked yeah, about this. this what happened? Cool. He died a few months later. Yeah. Mary. Mercy, mercy, mercy. mercy. Have, have mercy. mercy. <laughs> we both went for the Wait same for dumb joke. <laughs> yeah, we did. <sighs> but then uh, that's the thing is like we're talking about all these folklores as if they're, you know, far down, you know, way back when, 18th century, 19th century. Oh, you have a current one. I there's a few. I was, there's actually a couple that I was like, oh my god. This is what I call actual crazy people. <laughs> so because these aren't just historical accounts of like people. Yeah, the priest saw this guy and he was there, and then we chased him and he was in the grave yeah. and we burned him. This is crazy, people. So this is okay. This is Romania, February, two thousand and four. Several relatives of Torma Petre feared that he had become a vampire. They dug up his corpse, tore out his heart, burned it, mixed the ashes with water, and in order to drink it. Two thousand and four, they did this, Jacob. Yeah, and then in Malawi, in uh, during late two thousand two and early two thousand three. 
the ma- they had a mob. You can't stone- make up places, Joel. Malawi. It's in it's in Africa, Jacob. Malawi. Yeah, yeah it's real. Malawi. Place. Malawi. 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 Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but they stoned a person to death and attacked four others, including the governor, because they thought the government was colluding with vampires. Probably were. And then in October, September, October, 2017. Okay. Mob violence once again in Malawi related to a vampire scare killed about six people accused of being vampires. But I don't want you to get afraid, Jacob. So they've really progressed there. I don't want you to get afraid, Jacob. Okay. Because of math. Okay, tell me about math. I want you to think of math. Ugh, no, this is Not terrible. even once. This because in 2006, a physics professor in the University of Central Florida wrote a paper arguing that it is mathematically impossible for vampires to exist. Because of math? Because of math. Oh, thanks. That's very helpful. According to the paper... Good job on that paper. According to the paper, if the first vampire had appeared on the 1st of January, 1600, and it fed once a month, which is less often than depicted in films than what's depicted in films and folklore, and every victim turned into a vampire... Then within two and a half years, the entire human population would have become vampires. So maybe we are. Ooh, uh, uh, Get back! <laughs> back, you demons! Babe! Oh, go finish the podcast, babe! <laughs> so, Joel, you're talking about, once again, possible vampires. Right. I want to talk about just killers that claimed they were vampires. You mean like uh, Elizabeth? Bathory, whatever Bathory, Bathory, the Bathory, the innocent is what I like to call her. She is not the innocent. Let's jump to 1977. A man named Richard Trenton. When he was young, he killed and drank the blood of animals. So not a great start, (laughs) really. And so 1977, he starts actually killing humans. And here's what he would do. Really similar to one of the older vampire stories we already talked about. He would go to homes at night and he would just check the front door. Babe! This is actually not even babe worthy. This is scary, babe worthy. So just right. like see whose door is open. See whose door is unlocked. Because if a door was locked, he'd oh, say, man. "I'm not meant to come." But if a door was open, he believed that was his invitation to enter based on the vampire code. Oh, jeez. And he'd go in. Lock if the your door doors, unlocked. folks. No, I'm seriously. I know that makes you I, unlock your doors. I always have my doors unlocked. Just crazy people. And so he Take would... Take note, burglars. He would enter... <laughs> he'd enter their homes, drink their blood, and cannibalize the corpses. So wait, wait, wait. He got killed in 1979. 79? Yes. Wow. So he'd drink their blood? Like, he'd and kill them, them first? Yes. And then drink the blood? He would drink their blood. Is that different than cannibalizing? Cannibalizing... Is that cannibalizing like their the corpses? Same. So it was after the fact. Hmm. But he, we'd kill him, Jake. I mean, this is weird. Must we dwell on this, gentlemen? <laughs> Babe, <laughs> save the show. Uh, That's all I want to talk about with with actual really crazy people because they're, they're freaky. Yeah. Well, and it's funny too because like there are some uh, some people blame certain diseases. Yeah. Like uh, that vampirism can be explained away by certain diseases, like rabies, for example. Yeah, because rabies, I mean, obviously associated with wolves and bats and other creatures like that. Yeah, but it can give you sensitivity to things like light and even garlic. You yeah, can get sensitive if you have rabies, and also you have urges to bite people when you have rabies. Right. Uh, another one, another disease that's out there, uh, prophoria. Yes, or por- porphyria, por- uh, potpourri. That's not what it is. P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-A. Porphyria. Porphyria. And this has actually been disproven. I want to point that out. But they say that there's this disease called porphyria, which is uh, when substances called porphyrins build up negatively affecting your nervous system. And symptoms include abdominal pain, chest pain, uh, vomiting, confusion, constipation, high blood pressure, fever, high heart rate. 
but also your skin is affected and you can get blisters uh, to, with sunlight exposure. And it can give you rage as well. So this one was disproven? This one, was, it's been medically rebuffed, as they okay. say. That it's like, yeah, that's not what it's like at all. Like, they have these symptoms, like, obviously abdominal pain, but they're not going to go out right. and need to drink blood in order to satiate that. But you know who does need to drink blood? Who? Anyone with hemodipsia. Bacon cell does medical terms. <laughs> and this very is, badly. This is a craving for blood. In a very satisfactory way, I will say. A very satisfactory way? What does that mean? You you get joy from drinking oh, blood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, there's hemolopia, which is day blindness. Like you can't see in the daylight? You can't see during the daylight. It hurts you. Hmm. Like that's an actual thing. Also, anemia. Anemia. Back in the day was always mistaken for a symptom of a vampire attack. Like... I'm anemic, but uh, please don't burn me. So <laughs> but like you're I nailed through my heart. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah vampires well, been and, sucking and on you. Kent brought up Mercy Brown, and that's largely a lot of those deaths are attributed to tuberculosis because people would waste away and there'd be no obvious cause for it. So they'd think vampire. So that they believe that Mercy that's Brown's case, thought. that's what they thought was that, or that's what they think it was, is that tuberculosis was affecting this town, but they thought vampires. So I was doing some research on if vampires are actually real today, if they're organizations. And I got into the dark web a little bit. Oh, no. Curse your curiosity. And I found the Hollywood murder cults. No, but actually, so ABC News, they ran a story 2009 about real life vampires that live quietly among us. So and just really quickly, they actually talked to these vampires like it was like the Atlanta vampire group were like the names, for example. Oh, the AVP, AVG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. I love the AVG. But they feel... That they're, videos. Mm-hmm. So they have an energy leak. So these people actually feel like they are dying because they're losing energy and that makes them lethargic and they need to feed on others energy and or blood. I think that we all know that there are such things as energy vampires, though. Yeah. Because if you guys it's just that. a depressed friend. Is that what you it's, mean? That's what I mean. It's like you get in a room and it's like, hey, we're having fun. And the one guy comes in and he's like, my life sucks. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, well, we're still going. We're still having fun. Uh, everything's terrible. And just bring the room down. Well, and they actually talk to one of these people and in quotes it says, I try to be very ethical about what I do. This is a spiritual vampire. I feel pre- I feed predominantly from crowds so as not to cause harm. So they'll go to a concert That's or nice something. That's so and thoughtful. And they're like, you really? for a little bit. Uh, so kids over, there, kids over there jamming to third eye blind and all of a sudden feeling sad. Semi-trunk. Don't play jumper. Don't play jumper. But you know, and they're saying most of these vampires, the modern vampires are psychic. Some are sanguinarians who feed on the blood of consenting donors, mind you. That's messed up. Also, I want to talk about the effects of blood because clearly drinking blood is bad for you because it can cause HIV. It's just dirty and everything. But there are experiments happening within the past 10 years right now on mice, which is really, really creepy. And let me tell you why. What's what's happening? Researchers Uh stitched two mice together. Why? One old mice, mouse, and one young mouse. They stitch them together like it's the human centipede. Wait, is this actual doctors or Act- is this like the guy that calls himself a doctor? They called them researchers, hmm. not scientists. Very interesting in the story. Is this in the States? Yeah, it's in the States, actually. Okay. So they did this so these mice could share blood. And here's what happened. The old mouse grew new cells at a rate akin to a young mouse. And the young mouse aged prematurely. So it was like a life like balanced suck. it out. Isn't that Whoa. crazy? That's messed up, dude. And so they're saying it will help you grow cells back, but you are feeding babe. off of the life. <laughs> babe, where's, where's my cheese? 
my cheese? Where is my cheese? Who moved my cheese? Who moved my cheese? <laughs> Beth? <laughs> Flowers for Elgin on Babe, you read it? <laughs> That's insane. That's it. All right, so are we done with fact? I feel like Time we are. Movies. Let's get I back to I feel like fiction. we've really taken the fear of anything vampires away. I know, this is not, this is not a scary show. I was expecting more of a scary show, but oh well. No, here's kind of gruesome. Here's the thing. To be anywhere lower on the food chain uh, and have something bite you or suck life from you would, is a terrifying thought. Except I do feel like that vampires have been neutered honestly yes. like yes. it's like they're no longer scared anymore those they're these romanticized creatures that will fall apart in daylight or if they look in a mirror or if they touch silver or if they touch garlic or if you put a steak through their heart lemons and, and if you don't invite them in your house man eh, you're gonna be fine yeah like i just feel like all almost all the horror has been torn away from vampires but when, i have to say some of these movies brings the horror right back if, one of them yeah. in specific really yes okay. just one uh, i'd say one in the most notable case yes I think I know which one you're talking about. Yes, you do. Okay. All right, Jacob. So now we're going to get into the uh, Bacon Cell uh, Bacon Cell list of movies, and we'll let you know which one of these movies is Bacon Cell approved or not based on a vote. Uh, two out of three is Bacon Cell approved. That's right. Okay. I'm going to go alphabetical. Go for it. How's that sound? I like Sounds it. Sounds great. You know I like that. I know. Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Babe! <laughs> I like it when you do lists alphabetically. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln Vampire Dude, Hunter. Huh? I have not seen this one. Actually. I want, I really want that to be a movie of a vampire just going outside someone's house and just, babe, <laughs> let me in. Babe, forgot my Tevas. <laughs> All right, what are we talking about? <laughs> Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. All right, uh, this is directed by Timur Bekmambetov. Yes, based on the book by Seth Graham Smith, I yes, believe. Yeah, it's this, a funny is, book. this is two shows. That's <laughs> I know, it really is. Yeah, we should, really should go with this real quick. Uh, so Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter is exactly what it sounds like. It's Abraham Lincoln, the 16th president of the United States, hunting vampires. And it kind of gives... It's like very critical in the Civil War, by the way. Yeah, the but fight it, against vampires. And it's, it's yeah, because that's the thing. It's like it's trying to tie it into real life. And events. they're part of the South. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a dumb, dumb movie. That's what I heard. That's why I never watched like, it. I want it to be campy, dumb fun, but it gets like really, I don't know, tiresome and too political. Like not in the sense of like, you know, social politics, more just like it's droning on about politics. I don't want to waste time here because it's way better than you're saying. It's still not a great vampire movie, no. but it's still kind of fun to watch because it's Abraham Lincoln in this silly, silly story. It's a farce, Joel, and you're being a little too harsh it on it. It needed to be funner. It, it needed to be it, more fun. More fun. But when he's running on the horses and they're stampeding and he's fighting a vampire, that's awesome. Yeah, that cartoon was awesome. No, it's it's not Bacon Cell approved. No. No? Okay. Uh, next up is Blade. Uh, this is 1998. Are we talking about just Blade or Blade Trilogy? The Blade franchise. Blade 1 and Blade 2. You're not going to do three? That doesn't exist in my mind. It's a terrible movie. Yeah, but like the first two are that good. They are. They are so Bacon Cell approved. Both of them are awesome. I'm not Bacon Cell approving these. So I Uh, I should should clarify. A half vampire, half mortal human becomes a predator of the mortal race while slaying evil vampires. Dude, this is one of the first like legit in our modern day uh, superhero movies. And Wesley Snipes killed it literally and figuratively <laughs> and it is so stylish and cool and the villains are great no and the whole lore they no. build and blade 2 directed by guillermo del toro builds on that and makes vampires terrifying again mm, 
I'm not going to say it because no, I don't. Wesley I don't Snipes tweeted that Marvel had been talking to him about. Uh, He's making that up. I know no. that, that can't be true. Yeah, right? no. yeah. Well, apparently he became quite the diva uh, on yeah. set, and like in Blade Three, he didn't like Ryan Reynolds at all, so he wouldn't show up on set sometimes, and they'd have a stunt double. Just Blade One and Two are. He probably felt better awesome. about that once he was in prison. Jake, right? what do you think? <laughs> Uh, approved. Yeah. Oh. Only because I do remember really liking it as a teenager, but I haven't seen it in like, I don't even know. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Wait, that, you guys that approved that one? Yes. You didn't, you didn't do a high five. Blades approved. Boom. <laughs> nailed it. Air five. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula 1992, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Yes. The with, director of The Godfather. Yeah. Winona Ryder, Keanu Reeves, Anthony and Anthony Hopkins, Hopkins. Gary Oldman. Can I just say, I took a gothic literature course where mm-hmm. we read, uh, I read just again, this was just a couple of years ago, and I thought, I'm going to go watch this movie. And I despised it, especially after having like been like digging into the novel and right. analyzing the text. Because they make it a period romance almost, like it's, a star-crossed love lost romance. Yeah, and okay, so the visual effects are pretty cool in this. They still yeah. hold up pretty well. Yeah. But the story is flat. Or the story is weak. The characters are completely flat. The acting's bad. It's yeah. terrible. I, I, gagging on the whole thing. It was just, you know. Yeah. No, Gary Oldman? I liked him as Dracula. No. And I did because he was He's multifaceted like in this Granny role. Dracula. Yeah, but at times he was like young and cool. Like it was like a... Yeah, he was like You saw grandpa. so many different sides creepy of him. Granny, well, creepy Granny Dracula. I've never been afraid of. Creepy I was Granny afraid. Dracula. Babe. <laughs> so not approved. Not approved. Not approved. All right. Buffy. And we're talking about the movie here, Buffy right? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We've already given this one approval on so many other shows. We're just going to give it approval here, too. Yes. This is uh, the one... The, the TV show isn't based on this, nor is it a continuation. Yeah. This was... Uh, Joss Wheaton wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it didn't turn out the way he wanted, so then he did the series to kind of write the wrong. I would actually say this is one of the worst depictions of vampires in a movie because it's what? it's not super good it's, it's really hilarious it's hilarious and that's about it the way they die it's, it doesn't really stay true to vampire uh, mythology and the show does a way better job but as a movie on a whole it's good i find it highly entertaining so big still approved still haven't seen this movie actually what yeah jacob i should can we approve the show while we're here oh yeah the tv show approved. absolutely if you haven't seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it best show of all it's, time. It's, it's a weird. rough. It's a rough start. The first season, oh, kind of absolutely. Iffy, but then you get into the rhythm of it. You get to love the characters. You get to love the story. Then you get some and, really annoying characters, and then it ends. Would you blame Buffy for what vampire series have become ever since, like Vampire Diaries and whatnot? Well, with Angel being the sympathetic vampire, yeah. and with Spike suddenly becoming the sympathetic vampire. Both it, great characters, though. Great characters, but both of them kind of just get kind of wimpy. Sure. All right, next up. Uh, by the way, I'm not approving Angel. I would. Dark Shadows. Dark Shadows. This is a Tim Burton one we talked about. When I was hired, uh, well, when Joel hired me for a job back in 2012, <laughs> he he was one of the people interviewing, and everyone else is like, what are your qualifications? What are your weaknesses? And Joel says, what's what's your favorite movie of all time? And you said Dark Shadows? Yep. And then, uh, then I told my answer, and he goes, what's the worst movie you've seen recently? And I was like, this is my kind of job interview. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, the worst movie I've seen recently is Dark Shadows. It's absolutely terrible. Eva Green is very commendable in every way. But But the movie is terrible. The movie starts out with promise. Like I actually, the first half, maybe I was like, this is fun. This is fun, Tim Burton. And then it becomes like serious in tone. And then it throws in a bunch of unnecessary twists and it lost me. So... I'd say this yeah, is it was not garbage. Not a personal one, too. Yeah. Thumbs down. Oh, we're not giving any plot summaries for any of these. <laughs> right. Daybreakers. Give a plot summary for this one. Okay. So this is directed by this 
Spearig Brothers, who directed Predestination, Jigsaw, and Winchester, stars Ethan Hawke, William Dafoe, and Sam Neill. And here's the IMDb summary. In the year 2019, a plague has transformed almost every human into vampires. Faced with the dwindling blood supply, the fractured dominant race plots their survival. Meanwhile, a researcher works with a covert van of vamps in a way to save mankind. So flip it. Almost everyone on the, on the earth is now vampires mm-hmm. and they don't have a, a food source. So it's kind of like this famine story. And when they don't have a food source, the vampires actually become demon-like monsters. Yes. Like they kind of lose their humanity at that point. And I think it's it's an interesting premise. Comes off a little half-baked. Sure. Like they're rushing through the well, story. Well, effects-wise too. Yeah. Also, I think it was a little too political for its own good. Like they're trying to make the, the message is already pretty overt and they kind of ham fisted in there. But but I'm approving it. A totally approving. It's an original take on the vampire <laughs> story. It. It's a fun. It's a it's yeah. a, it's a different take. Yeah, on that's it. a good. Ethan that's a good always reliable as well. Yeah, mostly reliable. Next up, Dracula. Approved. <laughs> Approved. 1931. This is the classic Bela Lugosi. This is the one everyone thinks of when they think of uh, you know. Yeah vampires and, and we're going to use this i mean there's a lot of hammer horror out there with christopher lee playing dracula as well like 53 movies i swear right and you know a lot of those were really junky uh but we're just going to use dracula as to signify dracula yeah bella lugosi, lugosi as the classic dracula dracula colon dead and loving it leslie nelson when did this come one come out this is 1995 Directed by Mel Brooks, who did like Young Frankenstein and uh, Spaceballs, Blazing Saddles, classic comedy. Oh, it should be a great movie. Uh, starring Leslie Nielsen, Mel Brooks, uh, Peter McNeil, um, uh, the girl from Kroll. I can't remember all the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. But the girl uh, from Kroll. That's your reference. I just yeah. learned that today. Because we all know so, what that so is. Said, yeah. I found out she was the girl from Kroll. I'm like, what? Uh, but this is, this is, oh, by the way, this is to date. This is the last movie that Mel Brooks directed back wow. in 1995. I got to approve this one. What? Just because it's a silly comedy? I watched this one back in the day. I was 15 when this movie came out. This is a 15-year-old's movie. And there's a scene when he's... No, uh, that's Blade, I think. There's a scene where he has to kill a vampire by staking her in her grave. And he hits and like this fountain of blood, like like this big splash of blood comes out. And then he's like, whoa, what happened? And he's like, she just ate. Hit her again. So he has to hit her again. And once again, this huge like waterfall of blood comes out. And it, as a kid, I thought it was one of the funniest scenes I'd ever mm. seen in my life. I have to approve it, even though I know it's absolutely dumb. Not approved. This is the end of Leslie Nielsen's career. Clearly, the end of Mel Brooks, and they both Did you had see run Spy out of Hard? jokes. Oh, Spy Hard! Because oh. I think that was the end of his career. Yeah, I, but not approved. I did not care for this one. That's fine. I can't vote. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. Yeah, it's going to stay. But I'm guessing I'm going to lean with Kent on this one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Dracula Untold. 2014 and this is the story basically it's the young prince vlad the impaler i like this movie a lot oh i was just gonna say i was like you guys are probably gonna beat me up for this but i actually kind of enjoyed this luke evans kidding me by now both of you not at all (laughs) this movie was crap no i really enjoyed this one do you know why because it was a superhero origin movie for dracula it was it was was so stupid and it made him a likable character vlad the impeller is not a likable character he wasn't this he wasn't then no but in this movie this was actually meant to be the beginning of the dark universe supposed to be yes but then they kind of just stalled and waited and then made the mummy no. But I wish I could see a Dracula 2 in no. this vein. Yeah, no, I would too. It's the thing, I would they, love they to they see completely, They took the bite away from Dracula in this one. He's a stupid, Whatever, he impaled sappy, lots of people and he had the creepy guy in the cave. And no, they tried, yeah, to make this, they tried to make it No, the creepy guy in the cave was dumb. This and was the love story movie. and everything? No, no I, this was, that was a good love story. This, I'm not saying this is a terrible movie. Hey. This is like a two-star movie. Jake, 
Huh. Bacon salad approved. Yeah. <laughs> awful. Yeah. With the exception of the last 30 minutes, this was a waste of time. Because it's pretty cool at the last 30 minutes. When he's discovering his powers, yeah. I was like, that's actually kind of fun. Yeah. No. No, it, it picked up for me. It was pretty lame. Until and he realized it's bit. a curse and a gift. I mean, that is cool. It yeah. was. And then he ends up in modern times, and then he's like, let the games actually, I begin. I, and then that, and because, I didn't like that part. Honestly, because I love Castlevania, the game so much, this is Castlevania the movie for me. This is like a watered-down Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings wannabe. If you want to be my Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right, next up, The Fearless Vampire Killers. Holy cow. So this is directed Holy by... Holy cow is right. This is directed by Roman Polanski, who did Chinatown, Rosemary's Baby, The Pianist. And uh, it stars Roman Polanski and uh, Sharon Tate. Yeah. One of her roles there. But let me read the IMDb summary. A noted professor and his dim-witted apprentice fall prey to their in- inquiring vampires while on the trail of the ominous damsel in distress. Kent, I made you watch this. I watched it about three nights ago. For, I made you watch this for the show because I'm like, you have to watch this movie. You did it as revenge because I made you watch another movie. You think I made it? What, what makes you think this was revenge? What's wrong with this movie, Kent? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> A lot. I actually I watched even this. heard of this. And it, the cover of this movie says, who says vampires can't be funny? And I'm like, oh, it's a comedy by Roman Polanski. So I watched this. That's weird. And it tries to be like early 70s slapstick. And they just for about an hour talked to villagers in this town right terrible. outside Transylvania. Yeah. And they uncovered this vampire conspiracy. Wait, wait. This is like a documentary? No, 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 no. no. It's no. it's a comedy about this apprentice and very this, British style humor. Yeah. A really, really dry. And it is tacky. It's hard to watch. And it uh, Roman Polanski is is ter- terrible in this movie. It, it is so weird. Like, listener, I just want to ask you one favor. Just go watch the trailer. Look up the Fearless Vampire Killers trailer. Yeah. Just watch that and tell me that this doesn't make you want to hate the movie. Right. In fact, Ken, you want to hear my review for uh, this? By the way, I spent $3 on this, so thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> I, really? I normally give, you know, a couple sentences for my review, but this is a one-sentence review. Do you want to hear I it, can't Ken? wait. This film only strengthened my opinion that Roman Polanski deserves to be in prison. <laughs> you mean wow. among obvious reasons? <laughs> Just one of those other things. Yeah. But it's yeah, not terrible. approved. Don't watch it. Just watch the trailer. Except for you made me watch it. I did because I wanted you to be miserable like unto me. <laughs> it's like I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up is Fright Night. Is this the one you said that actually makes you scared of vampires? No. Nope. Okay. Uh, we we kind of talked about this before, but this is both the 1985 and the 2011 version. Yeah. I think we're in the same boat. I'm going to give this an approval. Would you say both? I mean, I would. Both because of the, these, yes, the both 80s has very like the 80s campy horror type thing. Yeah. And then the new version with Colin Farrell is actually pretty de- a pretty decent remake. It's, it's very good. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, Colin Farrell is really so it, yeah. It's the story of a kid who he believes his next door neighbor is a vampire and he's trying to prove it. Yes. And it's just both of these movies have just parts that I remember as being really entertaining during them. I loved both these movies. The original Fright Night is one of the movies that kind of helped raise me as far as horror goes. Mm -hmm. And I should not have been watching it at all. No. But Roddy McDowell in that movie, fantastic. Yeah. And then uh, David Tennant in the the remake. So this is a a fun one. Bacon Cell approved. Yep. Both the original and the remake. Yes. Oh, this is the one. Hotel Transylvania. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me scared of vampires. So again. <laughs> this one is directed by uh, what well, doesn't matter who. Gender Tartowski. Yeah, who directed <laughs> direct Dexter's Laboratory. Yeah, so that's that's yeah. notable. Uh, starring Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Andy Samberg, and the rest of the Adam Sandler's gang. Uh, Dracula operates a high-end resort away from the human world. Goes into overprotective mode when a boy discovers the resort and falls for the Count's teenage daughter. 
Kent, why don't you rant about this one first? Can't wait you say that a little louder. What? I, I didn't catch that. <laughs> what did you just say? It's 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 good. It's fine. <laughs> Are you saying you like an Adam Sandler movie? Stop it, please. <laughs> it's fine. It's I, actually cartoon. It seems the perfect fit for no, Adam Sandler. And, and number two is good too. Yep. You saw number two? Yeah. No, we're, seen, talking, we're talking. We're talking. I've, I've seen number three. You've seen kids. three? I have kids, Jake. Okay. <laughs> I I'm gonna go with Kent. Then this is Bacon Cell Approved. <laughs> it is Bacon Cell Approved. I don't care no, for I like the first one was pretty good actually for what it so was. It, it is. No, yeah. I, yeah. I love like I say I love gateway horror where I can show these to my kids to get them to have a love for vampires yes. and werewolves and stuff like that. And this is perfect for that. Like you, you want your kids to have a love for vampires. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. yeah I understand. It's, it's the horror thing. Context. But yeah, so Bacon Cell Approved, the Hotel Transylvania franchise is now Bacon Cell Approved. The franchise. We're seeing the franchise. Saying the franchise. Okay, well, I haven't seen two or three. But yeah, two's okay. Two's yeah. One is the best. Yeah, but yeah, I can't believe you guys. That have really hurts. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, next is Interview with a Vampire, 1994, directed by Neil Jordan, who directed The Crying Game, starring Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, and Antonio Banderas. This movie is not The Crying. You guys Game. probably Slater. disagree with me on this one, so I'll say thumbs down. I think it's too pretentious. I don't like it. It's too boring. And Purposely pretentious. pretentious, though, based on the book, and it, it wants is. to give this legend that goes through Venice and Louisiana, Ugh. and honestly, the, the what it creates and just the, it just the raising itself. up a vampire, grooming a young vampire. It loves itself so much through the whole thing. But wow. it's actually... Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Well, that's true. But yeah. Tom Cruise is Lestat. I think this movie kills it as far as like this something is, new. This is one of the strongest vampire movies we have on the list, Jacob. I Yeah, I know a lot of people love it, but I just... I, I, yeah. I do not love this movie, but I have to give it an approval because it gives the weirdness a vampire lifestyle and kind of nails it. Not okay. through the heart. Yeah, an iron nail through the heart. Yes. Make it approved. All right, next up is Let the Right One In. Directed by not the wrong vampire, the right vampire, <laughs> the right one. Directed by Thomas Alfredson, uh, who directed Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yes, and the remake Let Me In, directed by Matt Reeves. Uh, so, so in this movie, uh, here's a summary for Let the Right One In: Oscar, an overlooked and bullied boy, finds love and revenge through Eli, a beautiful but peculiar girl. Uh, now, Kent, I've heard your opinion on this. Yes, and you I have. Don't agree with your opinion. On I know, this, but. I say... I haven't seen this one. Is this the foreign one? This yes. is the Swedish one. Okay. And uh, yeah, so subtitles. Uh, yeah, I've heard this so is really good. So European. Yeah, not, I've heard it's really not good. Not as scary as I'd hoped, but this is a well-made film. Oh, yeah. And there are scenes in there that stuck with me to this day. So I'm giving this one a definite bacon cell approval. Whereas Kent, you prefer the American version. I do. And do you know why? One scene is removed. Thank goodness. Well, with clear play, multiple scenes were re removed. <laughs> there's some weird stuff in the European one. I'm just going to say. So you're saying there's a scene that you're glad the American version took out. I thank goodness. I am so curious. It's weird. There I is, am so curious. We'll I will we'll tell you after, after the show, it makes you feel kind of gross. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I will say the first time, because I obviously saw Let the Right One In first, that pool scene at the yes, end. Yes, the pool scene. Is unbelievable. It's horrifying. Seeing that for the first well, time. I shouldn't say horrifying. It's beautiful how horrifying it is. <laughs> they film it in a way that you're like. Jake, I'd really recommend that to you this Halloween season. Yeah, I'd mm. say watch that one this Halloween season. Okay. Definitely bacon cell approved. Yep. We already have five? Yeah, let's do it again. For, for fun. We had two of them. Yeah. I didn't see the American version actually yet. Oh, you should. Okay. All right. Next up is Nosferatu. 1922. This is a silent film directed by F.W. Murnau and starring Max Schreck as Count Orlock. So the story behind Nosferatu is the uh, director F. Yeah, F.W. Murnau, Murnau, he yeah. wanted to make Dracula, but the widow of Bram Stoker said no. Said, do not do that. I will come after you with lawyers. He made it anyways and then said, but my character's named Count Orlock. 
And we're going to change a little bit of the setting. And a little bit of the story. And how he looks as well. This is, like, if, when you see that, you've, you've probably seen the creepy Nosferatu vampire, where he's got the long and teeth. And the silhouette the creeping bald, up the stairs. Head, it is creepy. Long fingernails. It's, this is a very good silent film. If you don't really know silent horror movies, this is a great one to start with. It's It's got the German expressionism in it. It's got, like, just, it's very well done with set pieces. And it's one of those, this is actually one of those movies where it, it was completely silent for me. Yes. So I had to add music. So I put on the Sleepy Hollow soundtrack. Oh, awesome. And it fit perfectly. If every vampire were like Nosferatu, Count Orlok, the, I would be terrified of vampires. He yeah. is what scares me about vampires. Is and this the one? This is the one. Really? So Max, this is the one? This is the one. Max oh, Shrek. It's Vampire Academy for Joel. <laughs> <laughs> Max Shrek, who plays uh, Count Orlock in this movie, there's so many legends about him. Little was known when he got the role. Um, but he, he he's actually, Shrek is uh, German for horror. I think so. And so everyone actually thought, even until like 20 years ago, that he was actually a vampire. Yeah, people thought that. In fact, they made a movie about that. Yes, it's called Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, with uh, also in the past three years, someone desecrated the director's grave and they stole his head. Bum bum bum. For real? For real. And they're saying it's 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 a cultist. It's ritual cultist who stole his head. People who kind of worship this movie. If that makes sense? Like, yes. Yeah. And this movie was actually destroyed because Bram Stoker's wife actually won this case, but they saved a few copies and that is what we have today. Yeah. And you can find it like you can find it on YouTube yes. pretty easily. So, so she still sued and won. So you're yeah, saying approved? Oh, totally approved. Yeah. Approved. Next up, Once Bitten. <laughs> <laughs> Another one that I forced Kent to watch for the show, which I'm surprised you hadn't seen it. This was like all over USA Network back Here's, in the day. The cover of it has a, a wacky Jim Carrey standing there awkwardly as yeah, this, a vampire is trying to bite him or something. It's, yes. Sounds familiar. This this is one of those movies that I think it was Jim, one of Jim Carrey's first American movies. Yeah, 1985. Like budget movie, 1985. And this is, okay, so IMDb summary. A vampire countess needs to drink the blood of a virgin in order to keep her eternal beauty. It all seems it seems that all is hopeless until she bumps into Mark Kendall, who's played by Jim Carrey. And Lauren Bacall plays the vampiress. Lauren Hutton. Uh, Lauren Hutton, yes. yes. Sorry, not Lauren Bacall. That would yeah. be a completely different <laughs> actress. But Kent, no. seeing as you saw okay. this for the first time as an adult, I'm interested to hear your opinion. I was dying. I watched this one last <laughs> night. And I was like, these three guys are looking for chicks in, in North Hollywood. Yeah. And they are looking around and it's like this movie is like, here's North Hollywood. And I feel like it's a Canadian movie trying to depict American life. Okay. And because there was a beautiful woman walking a lion through the streets. Yeah. Because that's what you do when you're. It's exotic. It's, yes. It's, it's Hollywood, man. This is the kind of movie, an 80s movie, where the soundtrack is so obvious and it's the title song and it's so cheesy. And the joke throughout the movie is there are no virgins anywhere on the planet, especially if they're 18. And that is the joke that plays through the whole movie. Where am I supposed to find one? Modern times. Enter Jim Carrey. Yeah, he's a nerd. I'm glad I saw this because I feel like it was in my blind spot for 80s movies. Yes. But it's... A terrible movie. Oh, it's awful. Jacob, yes. I want to I paint a scene for you. Okay. So they go to a dance, and uh, 
they're it's like a high school dance i think or something it is but they're dancing along and then the vampirist the she comes in the countess comes in and she's wearing like a seductive outfit and she starts dancing and jim carrey's partially under her spell at this point even though he has a girlfriend who's pure and he wants to stay true to yes Mm -hmm. and so he starts dancing towards her and then the girlfriend gets jealous so then she starts dancing and then he's in the middle of the two of them like looking dancing back and forth like jim carrey style really you know Uh exaggerated movements back and forth because he can't decide which girl he wants to dance with and it's the whole extended full song dance and it's scene. choreographed choreographed so like uh. they have him arm in arm and they're dancing side by side <laughs> it's so bad. like he's mine and i'll fight for him Are that's the movie it's no that's the so soundtrack bad. jacob it's, it's awesome but i kind of want to see this actually. watch that dance scene on youtube and that's about it yeah you can see the dance scene on youtube i actually looked it up just for that i wanted to see it again yeah yeah, it's not, so not bad. It's I watched two bad vampire <laughs> movies know, because so of sorry. you. You made me watch Dracula Untold. Boring. Yeah, and another one. All right, next up, Salem's Lot. TV miniseries, actually, a two-parter. Three hours long. Yeah. And I thought this was the one where you said it made vampires scary because I know for a fact, Kent, fact, Kent yes. if I went outside right now and started scratching on the window... And just saying, just floating around and scratching on the window, you'd have flashbacks to this movie. See, we've joked about the babe, babe thing, but this is babe! truly the window <laughs> vampire. You're on the second floor. You're eight years old, and your buddy who just disappeared for a week is scratching at your window, Ew. floating he's there, floating around, and he's got these weird eyes, his glowing eyes, he's got pale Let skin. Let me in. Let me in. So this was directed by creepy, Toby Hooper, right? who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Poltergeist. So this guy knows what he's doing with horror. Yes. And uh, the summary is a novelist and a young horror fan attempt to save a small New England town, which has been invaded by vampires. What's it, the content on this? It's a TV show. It's a TV show. So it's pretty. It's a, it's a Stephen King TV adaptation. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's older. It's very dated, but it's well done for what it is. And it has a Nosferatu-like vampire in yes. it as well, which is pretty mm. terrifying to see in color. He's yeah. got this blue-purple skin. But uh, I'm going to give this... This this one, it, it was hit and miss for me. It's sure. like Stephen King is. Yeah. Like, there are moments in there that stick with you. Uh, but there are other parts where I'm like, man, this movie's really dragging. I mean, it's really long, but I got to give it a hesitant approval. Yeah. Definitely approved. All right. Next up, The Lost Boys. 1987. Uh, directed by Joel Schumacher, who Weird. did Batman Forever, oh. and Phantom, Batman Forever and Phantom of the Opera, starring Jason Patrick Corey Hammond, Diane West, Weist. We've talked about this one quite a bit. We have. After moving to a new town, two brothers discovered the area is a haven for Kiefer vampires. Sutherland. Right. Did you say that? Oh, yeah, I didn't. I, yeah. didn't. I was getting to that. But uh, we've talked about Lost Boys before. This is like when teen, when uh, vampires became the t- cool teenage vampires right. instead of the stuffy older men vampires. Yes. Yeah. And this one is really entertaining. Yeah. It's it's definitely big. It's, it's a must approved. watch. Yep, it is. If you, yeah, if you're going to watch a vampire movie, Lost Boys is one of those canonical. You got to watch this one. It's part of the totally. part of the folklore. And it's a little bit creepy too. It is creepy. Oh yeah. Well, although there's some the, weird parts in that. Oh yeah. Like some parts I'm like, man, the 80s. Mm-hmm. I saw it as a kid then? and I thought it was pretty scary. Yeah, like I my bet. sister like stopped me from watching it. I remember then I watched it again when I was older. Of course you did. All right. Twilight. <laughs> Okay, which one? Because there are some it. that I'm are big for sale. I'm not approving Let's it. not waste time on this. Went from 2008 to 2012. It's about vampires who sparkle in Washington. And even though this is the official movie of Washington, according to Bake It Sale. <laughs> but Joel, here's what this movie gave us. A werewolf mind talking and a beautiful, beautiful baby. No, that, that was the creepiest looking baby I've ever seen. <laughs> 
like that little CGI Renezme. So gross. Like, I don't understand why. And then they went imprinted on a, a, on a werewolf. All right, all right, all right. No, this not is not approved. I, I, yeah, this is bad dialogue, bad acting, cheesy special effects. It's, if we never do an in defense of Twilight, I will be sad. <laughs> I watch it with Rift Tracks, so I'm never watching these movies. You again. will watch it normal, and we'll, you will we'll make your own Rift Tracks. Yes. All right. Next up, Vampire Academy. Hmm. No, Joel, you just saw this recently, yeah, Joel, right? About this movie. Yeah. What so you think? this movie, okay. This movie starts off, and this this is a uh, 2014, 2016. Yeah, Jake, when did 15, you and 16? I ditch uh, work I and go was, see this movie? During work. fourteen or fifteen, yeah. something in but there. Needless yeah. to say, this it's is a nice long lunch. This yeah. is yeah. after Twilight came out and yes. was done with, and so this was supposed to be the next big thing. This is directed by Mark Waters, who did Freaky Friday, Mean Girls, and Mister Popper's Penguins. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the last one's a winner. So, yeah. but at the beginning of the movie, okay, I just want to read the summary, if I may. Rose Hathaway is a dampier, half human, half vampire, a garden of the Moroi, peaceful, mortal vampires living discreetly within our world. Her calling is to protect the Moroi from the bloodthirsty, immortal vampires, oh, the, the mythology. That's what the <laughs> opening of the movie is. The opening movie is like, yeah. let's cram this information in your head. And then it just rips off Twilight and Harry Potter the entire time. But it's so, it's almost as so bad it's good. No. No. Jake and I were laughing so hard <laughs> we because were. we were going nuts at how dumb it was. <laughs> this movie tries so hard we really to prove were. how cool it is yeah. that it's like the it kid does. It does who try shows up so with this hard. crazy new hairstyle in school and be like, look how cool I am. Hmm. I'm so different from everybody. Who falls flat in their face. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's so bad. It's really it's bad. It's horrible. And the whole time, the main the main character, Samantha? No, Rose. That's her name. She's just like, I'm tough. I'm cool. Yeah. That's her note the entire movie. Yeah. Every single phrase that comes out of her mouth is like, I'm tough and cool. Is this the worst one on the list or is that uh, the Fearless Vampire Killers? Ooh. I'd say Fearless Vampire Killers. So would I. Probably is the worst one on our yes. list. But Vampire Academy, I never want to see that movie it's again. So bad. In fact, do you remember what I what I messaged you, Kent? Mm-hmm. I just I just messaged Kent and just said, I'm not talking to you. I don't I'm I'm not even happy with you right now. And I didn't say why. And he just went, Oh, you're watching Vampire Academy. <laughs> that was I knew. I was so happy. Uh, <sighs> Which I'm bugged too because I thought it was Vampires Suck that you yeah, guys no. watched. Mm-hmm. And so I actually got that from Netflix. It's at my house right now. From the DVDs at my house, and I'm like, man, now I have to watch that one so I can send it back. I just send it back. Yeah, indeed. But if you do want to laugh at a show, I highly recommend this one. It's great oh, for laughing. No, it's at. so bad. It's good for laughing at. Next up, what we do in the shadows. So this is 2000, 2014, directed by Jermaine Clement from uh, Flight no, of the no, Concords. directed by Taika Waititi. Oh, directed by both. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, directed by Jermaine Clement from from Flight of the Concords and and Takita Waititi from Thor Ragnarok, yeah, and starring both. Yes, and this is... Okay, I'll, I'll read the summary. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not going to read the summary because it's kind of just talking about this movie in general, but this is about... It's the a, real world with vampires. This is a mockumentary of vampires living in the real world. So, like, they have a chore wheel and they have, like, roommate discussions where they have to talk about, okay, you're not doing your chores and they try to get in clubs. It is one of the funniest movies I saw, I've like, the seen. first 30 minutes of it. I didn't actually finish this one. Oh, man, Jacob. I need to go so back. Funny. I was really enjoying it, though. Like, there's just so many parts. So I just weird. Started getting, I started getting... It's, it's not like it's nonstop laughs, but there's just these humorous moments in there where they just nail on the head just kind of how weird it would be to be a vampire trying to live well, in modern how society. weird it would be to have a Nosferatu-type vampire in your house. Yes. Peter? 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 They go I'm, check on him. I'm going to say, though, it's a bit overrated. 
it's New Zealand comedy, which we've seen a dozen times before. Oh, yes. It, everyone knows their New Zealand comedy. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Another like, New Zealand comedy? Everyone's Come like, on. you got to watch this. It's pretty dry. It's really it's an acquired dry. taste. It's dry, but I tell you what, I laughed. and I. Oh, I, you can't not laugh at... Uh, we're, we're werewolves, werewolves not, not swearwolves. <laughs> but there is the a lot movie. of dryness here. So know that and you'll enjoy this movie quite a bit. It's a, a very bit. dry, yeah, it's a dry comedy, but Bacon Cell approved. Yeah, it's Bacon Cell approved. Yeah. Um, before we get to the last one, I do want to bring up just real quick. We talked about this. Actually, we talked about it on the Vampire Show. Uh, we talked about right now. Uh, two of these, uh, Underworld and Van Helsing. Oh, yeah. For the werewolves, yes. For the werewolf show, because both of them included werewolves. But we definitely need to include, at least Underworld here, a brief discussion, because Kate Beckinsale's in it, and it's yes. a vampire movie. Yeah. And I think, Kent, you're going to agree with me. We approve Kate Beckinsale as Selena. Celine, sure. Celine, yeah, sorry. Celine. I was thinking of the Greek mythology. Yes. But we, we, I don't approve the movies. And I think it didn't get approved on last show. It did get right. approved, actually. It did, yeah. No, it didn't. It did, and then we pulled it back. Or was that Van Helsing? That was Van Helsing. Yeah. We felt bad because we needed to include Kate because she's been part of this lore. Yes. But we, uh, the war between vampires and wolves is a cool idea, even if it's not really shown well. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag staying with Underworld. Yeah. 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 Hashtag Bacon so, Cell approved. So is yep. ba- wait, is Underworld Bacon Cell approved? Underworld is. For the vampires. franchise is Bacon Cell approved? Yeah, because it's, the, there's some good ones. There are some good ones. <laughs> At least two. There's some I don't remember which ones. ones. There's some mediocre ones. I think ones. one and three are okay. I, I just it's vampires versus wolves. It could have been so cool. It should have been so cool. And then Van Helsing obviously has Dracula in it, and we didn't Bacon Cell approve that no, one. No, but it's real bad. I wish but, we could. But, but Kate Bacon Cell also we approve we approve her in that. Just not the movie. Do we? Because she oh mm, nothing. She looks beautiful. She looks movie. beautiful in the sky after she dies. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> All right, Jacob. Let's round. The, let's let, let's end this thing. All right. Last movie. Thirty Days of Night. Which is funny that we're ending on this one because this is one of those underground. No one really knows about it. You think? I think it was so cool like 10 years ago. It was. Yeah, I remember it being so this popular. Is, this is directed by David Slade, who directed The Twilight Saga, Eclipse, and Meat Dog. <laughs> you love that movie. There's a movie <laughs> called Meat Dog. Well, there's a movie called Meat Dog? Meat, it's, it's a short. Based off Bacon Do- Sale? I saw, I saw Meat Dog and I'm like, well, I got to include that he directed that. Yeah, you do. Uh, stars Josh Harden and Melissa George and Danny Houston. After an Alaskan town is plunged into darkness for a month, it is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires. Um, this movie is based off a, gra- a really popular graphic novel, which is graphic, so, so graphic stylish. Novel. Yes. And I'm, you know, I really, really enjoy this movie. Well, These, it's, a, it's a great concept, too, because, like, yes. you know, vampires, sunlight don't mix. But up in Alaska, they have an entire month of darkness where they can just feed and feed and feed. And they just walk around town because they can. And these vampires are great white sharks. And they don't speak English. Like they're they're speaking in a different language and they have subtitles. And so it's kind of funny because it's like this different type of vampire they don't normally see in movies. They should go hunt some bears. Yeah. Probably more bears than people up there. I wonder if vampires can eat bear blood. Oh, you don't even want to mix those. You haven't found that out. You don't want to mix that. Probably not. Through the back of their necks. (laughs) <laughs> I but I'm gonna bake and sell approve this one on my end because I I think it's a really cool and stylish movie. I'm gonna bake and sell approve it as well. I feel like the ending was a little weak, but I sure. feel like the rest of the movie had some terrifying moments in it. Yep. So bake and sell approve. Thirty days of night. So there you go. We've given you a list We've of vampire it. moves, vampire movies to check out. And vampire moves. Vampire moves. Yeah, that's Babe! true. This is my moves. <laughs> but thank you for listening. Uh, we do enjoy this Halloween season. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you learned something about uh, vampires or at least how to ward them off. 
and <laughs> or keep him from coming back or keep him from coming back i learned a lot about that in fact yeah. that's probably the but thing let I, us heard know, take away. I was gonna say let us know if we missed out any of your favorite either folklore or movies or television shows that deal with vampires we'd love to hear from you on our, our social media pages but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midbell Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. Go find Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram uh, at Bacon Sale, and uh, go find us and like us on Facebook as well. Go leave us an iTunes review. Uh, we'd like to see a new one of those. We'll read it here on the show. And you can find me on Twitter as well at Jacob A. Rogers. So until next time, listen to us, podcasters of the night. <laughs> what music we make. Hello, hello. This is Joel. I am ready to do recording. Meow. Why are you a cat? <laughs> I am the cat. In the hat. The cat in the head is not a vampire. I am very Russian at this point. <laughs> I went from Romanian to Russian. In every generation. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Jacob? Hold yeah. on, let me pull up my notes, because right now I'm on patreon.com slash bacon sale looking at our approved list. We already plugged Figuring that. Figuring out we what I'm going to We already plugged that, Jake. Oh, did we plug that? Okay. So, uh... Stop that jerk <laughs> right now. You horrible person. Don't do that. Oh, why not? Don't you horrible. I want to read that Bible. And takes the form of an attractive girl by day and develops wings and a long, hollow, thread like tongue by night. It's your next girlfriend, probably. But I know this, why I put eggs in my armpits, but I don't know <laughs> why they do it. Every Creature. lady loves a good blood letter. <laughs> Just it, watch out for yeah. the ones with the holes in their necks. Uh, what? Oh, that's cool. Baby's going to have powers. Giveaway. I had a Spanish teacher in eighth grade who had nine fingers. Vampire. Was he a vampire? Vampire. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Barney. Or Senior Barney. <laughs> Senior Dracula. Because <laughs> uh, do we have any twins out there who are listening? Because people. I hope not. Uh, okay. As long as it's a virgin horse. How do you have that conversation with the horse? <laughs> yeah, <first>? seriously. So, <laughs> so are you. Family friendly. <laughs> are you a stud? No. <laughs> <laughs> Vampires are the most fragile monsters in existence. What other creature could you actually put a lemon in their mouth and defeat it? <laughs> that is not fragile. Well, of course. Well, if you're just going to go with garlic, that's like the pansy way. <laughs> All you need to do is run backwards uphill <laughs> with a lit candle yes. and a turtle. Go, pal. Get some fish and come back. Oh, that's horrific. Stop it with the hole in the neck. That was the I don't even understand. Watch come out. to my lair. Watch out for the toenail eaters. Hitting <laughs> the lemons in the mouth. It's a silly, silly book. Mm. Silly book. Babe. Smiling and babe, let me in. Her I breath. forgot my keys because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> babe, I'm sorry about the other day. I left my keys in the coffin. <laughs> babe, <laughs> babe, Ow. please don't get off, you guys. I hate lemons. Stop decapitating me, babe. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for her. She was a monster. You don't know that. You don't know that. Bathory the innocent is what I like to call her. <laughs> she is not the innocent. Mine were much less graphic. No, they weren't. <laughs> Yours were terrible. Babe! For the <laughs> babe! Where's, where's my cheese? I'm going to go alphabetical. Go for it. How's that sound? I like Sounds it. Sounds great. You know I like that. I know. Babe! <laughs> I like it when you do lists alphabetically. Because I wanted you to be miserable like unto me. 
Let's cram this information in your head. I'm tough and cool. Oh my sweet goodness. Come tomorrow and I will give you some salt.